Hey, everybody, just a quick message from Bald and Bonkers Network. We would like to remind everybody that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. Dakota Franklin, specialist of the strange, and Crystal Mule, the UFO fanatic. Now, give it up, and let's see what these series can bring you. Ladies and gentlemen, these two idiots proudly present our favorite Batman and Robin team, Brian from Huntophobia, Parapos, and Lex, and hopefully he's one of the Robins that actually wears fucking pants. Here to talk about ghost hunting, global ghost hunting, all that. These guys oh, yes. are way too much to keep track of. I know, I know. Brian, Lex, welcome to our show tonight. Look at that, we've got 215 people watching this as we speak throughout the network, throughout all the channels. So I hope wow. you guys are well, and we were discussing before the show, guys, that uh, Brian has a Christmas tree behind him, but in actual fact, it's not a Christmas tree, <laughs> it's just a decorational tree that lights up. <laughs> so there you go. And I oh, actually wow. said, I actually said it, I don't think it becomes a Christmas tree until you actually put decorations on it. But unfortunately, the branches are so brittle, I don't think it would hold anything, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, yes, your age, yes. that's expected for your wood. Thank and, you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the <laughs> other big news, ladies, and the other big news, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is this is fantastic news. Lex has had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, yes, Lex got a haircut. And you know what? Uh, as a as a former stylist or hairstylist, because really? I was a really? hairstylist for thirteen years. Yeah. Really? Yes. And uh, I haven't had a good look at it yet, but in actual fact, and Lex, I love you. You know I love you. But it's actually making his head look bigger. (laughs) (laughs) That and the the beard coming down, yeah, for a long head. No, but it looks good. I like it. I like it. Actually, yeah, I think he looks younger, actually. I mean, what age are you? Yeah. You could also say, anyway, you're only in your 20s anyway, so. Yeah, I'm 29. So my well, question is, why? Why? Why did you cut it? Uh, I got I got bored of having, well, not bored, I got annoyed at having to keep looking after it all the time. Uh, you can tell when your hair's dirty when it's long. Yeah. Uh, it was a ball leg to have it tied back all day, so like I was starting to get a lot of headaches. 
And then I realized that I've got a really beautiful neck tattoo that I couldn't see anymore. Mm. So mm. I shaved my head. Mm. So now I can go. see it. Yeah. I like it. There you go. I like it. There you go. Yeah, see? So. Oh, wow. So, guys. I mean, just think of the ladies will be chasing you up and down the street now, Lex, you know. And I didn't know that about you, Brian. I did not know that about you. You were a hairstylist for. I was a hairstylist for That actually explains a couple of things. Well, no, not really. I don't think it explains (laughs) anything, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, yeah, I, 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 I I loved hairstyling. It was great. Um, But it got to a certain point where. By the time it got to the blow dry, I was done, and I wanted them out of my chair, to be honest. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, the the famous thing is hairstylist, as, hair, as hairstylist, and I, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people can vouch what I'm going to say. Um, yeah. mm. uh, people, when they're sitting in your chair, they can talk about all kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it came down to, and to be perfectly honest, it came down to one thing, and that made me decide that I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, I had a lady sit in my chair. I knew her for a total of ten minutes, and I knew mm-hmm. her whole life story. Uh, mm-hmm. She was having an affair on her husband. Uh, the man that she was sleeping with, he was having an affair on his wife. It was like it was a big whole thing, and it was like, and then she started to cry. And it was like, okay, I need to get out of this industry now after after I heard that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, Lex, would you like to tell us any jobs that you've had in the past that we don't know? <laughs> I don't think so. We've not got bald and bonkers for nothing. So I've, I've pretty it's much, a time I've, of sharing. I've only worked in restaurants and bars. That's all I've done. Yeah, yeah. You never get somebody that didn't tap you. you no. Come on. Oh, no, I did that. actually, I did use that. I, my first job, I was a leaflet distributor for corner <gasps> shops. Um, yeah. Every cash in hand, every Saturday, having to deliver to 500 houses. And after you deliver about 100 of them, I decided to just go and bury the rest of them in the river. <laughs> and And I did this every single week, and I got paid because they didn't know, and then eventually, because I was too quick, that someone followed me into, and the oh, funny thing oh. is, where I did it, where I used to bury them, was actually the part, place where I filmed my free park Clua Hill series, I used to go into that forest mm-hmm. and chuck them in the river, <laughs> and um, I came back one day, and they were like, uh, did you go into Clua Park, and I was like, no, he's like, well, we found this, and he pulls out like a wet leaflet, which he'd brought back with him, and I was like, mm-hmm. I guess I he still paid me, paid me for the day, and then he was That's like, funny. yeah, we don't need you anymore. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. See, Heather See, <laughs> Heather knows. Heather knows. Heather Johns. Look what she wrote. Hairstylists and nail techs know all the dirt. That's very true. Wrong. That's very true. See, there's something, you're, going to, you're going to learn something for this, Brian. You're going to learn that the fact is when it comes to the global ghost hunting, you've got to be giving out flyers. You don't get legs to do it. Duly noted. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say yeah. that. It's funny you say what? that. Uh, it's <laughs> funny you say that because uh, I'm looking towards uh, entering uh, or putting in the Global Ghost Hunt to the Unexplained next year in uh, Bosworth. And uh, so I'm going to need Lex to go out there and take care of it for a day. Now the question is, is he really going to go out there? Yes. <laughs> that brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the, dif- the, di- the difference is this. I actually care about this one. I didn't care about the <laughs> offers in Cost uh, Cutter Shop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Global Ghost Hunt, I'm looking to uh, put uh, Table uh, in the Unexplained next year. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, uh, Lex and uh, Robin and Nando and hopefully Sarah will be taking care of it both days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's probably going to be our I'm, – I'm planning on doing at least five Paracons next year So uh, for the Global wow. Ghost Hunt. So, yeah, so I yeah. uh, want to get it out there. Need to get it out so, there. Well, you're here, Brian. Why don't you tell everybody that's watching all over the networks or the different channels all about Global Ghost Hunt? I think Lex can say it so much better than me. Oh, come on. Right. When you go for it, then. And I will let, and uh, I will say that uh, Lex is the director of the uh, Global Ghost Hunt. I think when it comes from somebody who's from the UK, it sounds so much better than a Canadian saying it. Yeah, why do you think all the villains are British? (laughs) It's true. It's true. We we can carry a nation with this voice. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm putting Uh, the English accent when I'm Scottish. Yeah, that you, you everyone says they're attracted to his accent, but can't understand a fucking word. Well, this is it. Like this is it, right? Uh, sometimes it's sometimes it is difficult to understand. Chris, I like it when he sends me a voicemail messenger or a voicemail message over messenger, and it's I'm like, send you a I understand one. about thirty five percent of it. Yeah, it took me about three months of working with him to understand what the. You see, see, I'm actually doing you a favour here, Brian. I'm training you oh, in the says. lingo of my language. So when you come yeah. to the UK with Lex to investigate in Scotland, you'll be able to understand all of us Scots. So, oh, look at that. Well, that, that, that a fellow Canadian right there. Melissa. Who's that in the chat? Melissa, who's from Toronto. Hello from Toronto, Canada. I am from Hello. Toronto as well. So do you want to go, you want to, you want to do it, Lex, or you want me to do it? No, I can do it. It's fine. Okay, perfect. Coming soon. Listen and correct anything that he says. Yeah, Yeah. coming soon (laughs) to a paranormal investigation (laughs) near you. Um, (laughs) So the global ghost hunt. uh, I mean, the clues in the fucking name, son. It's uh, (laughs) it's a massive event. Uh, So our company, twice a year, we have two different uh, two ten. Is it both of them are ten days, isn't it? So ten days in May, ten days in October. Uh, where we host, uh, we are the hosting platform basically for a worldwide para- uh, ghost hunting event where teams and locations can sign up to do it with us. And in that case, they get a whole bunch of things from us to them while doing this investigation places to stream, thumbnails, all this, that, and the other. Uh, but more than that, it's, a, it's an, a shared experience over the same course of 10 days that we all get to take part in one massive hunt and show everybody what we're doing, what we're finding, and we're learning from everybody at the same time. It's going to be an all-around paranormal experience that I don't think anyone's ever done to the degree that we're going to do it. So, Fill in, Brian. Fill in. <laughs> so, you <laughs> said that was, that was pretty good. That was good. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of good things there in a quick uh, 45 seconds. Mm. uh, No, I liked it. I thought it was great. And uh, honestly, uh, Lex has put it right on point. And uh, 
the global ghost hunt is, and I will say the dates, and uh, the dates are between May 4th and May 14th and October 19th and uh, the 29th of next year where it will start. Uh, really, at the end of the day, the day, the global ghost hunt was really about not only about the teams, but it was about the locations as well. Mm-hmm. As in paranormal investigators, we truly believe, or I truly believe, that a lot of these locations are being torn down for whatever the reason may be. So really, this was not only about the teams, yes, but really more about the locations uh, and preserving these locations from being torn down and being destroyed or being vandalized or whatever. And that we might even have some locations out there that nobody's ever heard of. And what that will... Go ahead, Chris. Can you tell us some of the locations? Can you tell us just maybe a couple? Well, I will tell you a location that just recently signed up uh, with us, and that would be uh, Gilcrest uh, Jail uh, in Florida. And uh, they signed up, and hopefully, uh, yes, Melissa, next year. Um, So uh, hopefully, um, we do have a team that's probably going to be with them. Um, We already have a team ready for them if if they want. Um, but generally when the locations sign up, they really have to look for their own teams. But if we have a team that signs up that doesn't have a location and happens to be in the same area, then we'll team them up and, uh, they can investigate their location. So really at the end of the day, we talk about the teams a lot, but really it's more about the locations and about saving these locations from being destroyed and like i said there might even be a location that might sign up that nobody's ever heard of and the reason they're signing up is because they want to get more publicity they want to get more marketing they want to get more people in there to investigate because to be perfectly honest these locations to run are expensive and especially if you have like a prison or if you have an asylum or something like that they're expensive to run we all know what's going on with you know waverly hills there's a guy, there's a prison that I go, uh, it's about four and a half hours for me. He owns the property. He needs people to go in there as well. And uh, he doesn't charge a lot. He only charges like, I think it's like 30 bucks per person or 20 bucks mm-hmm. per person. And, you know, which is, which is obviously fantastic price. But there's a lot of places out there that charge a lot more. And, you know, um, that's why... That's why I think it was so important to have this event for these locations. Yes, teams are important. They are important, but the locations are as important. For example, when I was out in the UK with Lex, you know, we went to that windmill mm-hmm. and it was being it was being constructed, you know, and being refurbished or whatever was was happening to it, whatever they were doing it. It's things like that. They need money to preserve yeah. them. And they're not going to get the money from the town or a government grant or something like that. So it's events like these that are going to help these locations. Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of places near me. I mean, there's like there's just a castle down the road from me, about twenty miles down the road from me, and it's absolutely stunning, right? But it's falling yeah. apart. The, yeah, and it's free entry. It's free entry. So, mm. but it's it's a shame. It's a shame that. These places are falling into disrepair because of no, the government will not give them money to look after these amazing buildings. Yeah, yeah. So really, it was about um, 
it was about uh, putting events together that's going to help everyone. And, uh, and I mean everyone. Like, uh, right from the start, I've said that um, uh, the people, the teams, the locations, but it's people in the administration staff as well that are helping that I want people to, to meet and to know and to see why they have a passion for the field. And so it's important for them to get noticed as well. And this is really, it really comes down to about everybody that's involved is going to get a piece of the pie and really get noticed and, you know, globally. And I think it's, I think it's important. <laughs> and there Raymond's he is. I was, been waiting. Drinking. I was waiting to I see how long Raymond's he clearly been now. drinking. Raymond. No, I think he's, I think he's pretty spot on. Well, definitely on this bottom right side of the screen. I'll tell you that. Well, you know, the left isn't doing too bad either. So, <laughs> I, I honestly think that you guys, Daniels, you're, you're doing something really good. Yeah, you're, you're doing something yeah. really good with Global Ghost, aren't it? Because I think there is a lot of like people out there that do these live events. Some people do these kind of live events, and they're not the best. And I think for you too, it'll be really, really good. I know, as I know Lex, because Lex is really good in this kind of area too, because I've worked with him once, you know. And yeah. I think you'll be brilliant at this, Lex. You know. Oh, well, you, you know the much, so. you know the other thing too is, and I want people to understand <clears> this as well that what we're doing for people like, and I've said this on other shows as well that. Uh, Everybody that's involved is going to get a piece of the pie and get noticed and and get their name out there. But also for sponsors and donators, you know, we're going to have stuff on our website when it comes to, especially the donations. If somebody wants to donate a little bit of money to this event, great. But what we're going to do for them as well is we're going to have a donators page. So, You'll go to that page and you'll see everybody that's donated. Now, what I want to do when that starts happening is they can either put their logo or they can put their link. So if somebody goes, well, who are they? And they can click on that link and it will go directly to whatever website or wherever they are on social media. So people can learn about them too. And if it's a business, it can help that business maybe promote their stuff. You know, they could be selling, I don't know, camping equipment and they're looking to market themselves and uh, that link will be there. You'll click on that link. You can go over to their website if it's a website and maybe purchase something. So it's about helping them as well. They're helping us. We're going to help them. And the, the other thing to note, to note as well is obviously Brian told you the dates and the the interesting thing is why we've picked these dates. Um, I mean, the, the October one, everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be because it's near Halloween. But it's kind of bigger than that. So both the event days that we're doing are what's known to be the thinnest part of the veil. So that's also mm-hmm. a really important factor in those 10 days where hopefully people can experience something incredible in those in those yeah. short time periods, which we wouldn't normally get. Yeah. And just to, just to add that, it, it just happened, and I know Lex said it's uh, uh, about the thinning in the veil. Uh, when I picked those dates originally, um, I didn't realize um, those were times of thinning in the veil. It just happened to work out that way, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. And, and definitely when it comes to paranormal investigators, that uh, that's going to help them a lot on their investigations as well. 
I think it. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome to watch. It's going to be yeah. absolutely awesome to watch all around the world, different locations, yeah. thinning of the veil. That's you're going to get as a lot it, of people watching. That. Yeah, as it stands right now, we're we're looking at being on. At this point, right now, that could change. We're it's probably going to be on around di- ten different platforms, and um, as it stands right now, it could be more. Um, mm-hmm. But as it stands right now, it's about ten different platforms, so they're going to be seen. Uh, yeah. They're going to the people are going to be seen, and even the administration staff are going to be out there as well mm-hmm. doing investigations. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for the administration to, staff to be out there as well doing. I these, definitely. Uh, I mean, definitely I definitely want to see these, legs. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to see legs getting locked in some tomb somewhere. You know, I'd pay. For, I'd pay for that. Oh, I'm I'm doing an old I'm doing oh. an old hospital, so hospital slash chapel. That's what I'm doing. So yeah, I think you're, you're oh, doing then, it with your buddy, right? Get freaky. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, my place is so me and Brian did the outside of this location on the tour. Uh, I'm going to be doing the inside of it this time around. So for the event, is that the one with mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her name? The famous uh, what was her name again? Um, I, w- I always forget her name, but yeah, the really famous um, doctor lady. Uh, what was her name? Florence. Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale. She hated this hospital because it's, she said it's built the wrong way. So instead of I facing a certain direction, it's built the wrong one. And it's no. attached to a war, war memorial gravesite. So no. I'm, that's where I'll be going. It's right at the southern border mm-hmm. of the UK. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I think I know the one place. that you're talking about. Yeah, Florence She was an unusual person. Yeah. Yes, she was. So you've also got Parapost Network, haven't you, Brian? I mean, that's that's uh, it's like Facebook, but it's obviously just for like ghost hunting and UFO and whatever people. Yeah, you know what? If I if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's been a it's it's been great, but it's been a pain in my butt as well. Yeah. To be honest, um, uh, I talked about it last night on, uh, I interviewed um, on Parapost Live last night, I interviewed Todd and Marissa, um, and we were talking uh, about it. Um, I wish things could be perfect. They're not, unfortunately. Um, I know even Facebook for the last 28 hours, 29 hours, like I'm able to look at the shows on my phone, but I can't see the shows no. on Facebook. And I don't know what's going on with Facebook, but Facebook's been acting really weird for the last couple of days. And it's been getting hacked. I know that. Seemingly, there was it was in the news about it. I think uh, it's been hacked a bit. So I think it's so this Russian thing and all this stuff that's happening all over the world and stuff. Oh, really? I think there's a lot of stri- yeah. There's, there's like Iran and Russia and all these places. I think there's a lot of problems with Facebook right now. Yeah. I know a lot of people have had like, problems. Yeah, so uh, Parapost Network is growing, um, but we moved host about, um, and I'm sure Dakota can back me up on this, Um, I moved host about a month ago, and we are now on what's called a dedicated server. Well, unfortunately, when you go to a dedicated server, there's a lot more things that are entailed with that. Um, when you're on a shared server, it's not a big deal. But when you're on a dedicated server, there's things that you have to do within the site that it's going to work with the dedicated server. Oh, yeah. So we've been having 
We've been having, we had to upgrade the site in the back. We had to add a module in order to upgrade the site. Uh, there's been a lot of up since we moved over. Everything that was in the back site had to be upgraded um, mm. for the dedicated servers. So we've been having some issues here and there. Um, but we'll get it sorted out. We'll sort it yeah. out. And uh, But I will say the uploading speed uh, or downloading speed to download stuff is a lot quicker. Uh, when videos go up on from YouTube onto Parapost, it's like that now. It's not like it was oh, before yes. where they had yeah. to wait. Like it was like some like five hours, six hours before it went up onto the site. So it's now it's like goes like that now. Uh, so that's great. But there's a lot of things in transition when it comes to Parapost Network. There is a feature I want to add soon that I think is really going to help the site. I'm hoping by this time next year or um, I'm hoping before May uh, that we'll have the live ready to go. And that will be part of the Global Ghost Hunt as well. And uh, people will go live on that site as well. So there's a lot of things coming up. Uh, it's a work in progress. But can you agree with me, Dakota, yeah. when you're moving to a dedicated server, it's a lot different than a shared server. Oh, yeah. I can validate that. Yeah. So, yeah, there always seems to be, like I said, if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> I might have had second thoughts about Parapost Network. <laughs> technical stuff that technical stuff. That's why I've got Dakota here. He's great. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. It's it's a it's a lot of work and oh, yeah. um and uh I oh, yeah. I love that I have it and I think it's great for people that uh uh wanted that, but at the end of the day it's been a lot more work than I anticipated, to be honest. So <laughs> I thought it would put it up so, and then it would just grow. And no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So. so Lex, Lex, my friend, do you not have an announcement that you want to make? You had a mm. announcement you wanted mm -mm. to make, didn't you? Cue the Jaws theme. Cue the Jaws theme. Not an announcement. Just wanted to talk about something I saw on YouTube the last couple of days. Now I'm, assu I'm assuming, Brian. I, I, uh, there you go, uh, Dakota and Chris. I'm pretty sure your audience has a brain cell, right? I'm going to go that far and say that they're a pretty intelligent group. I mean, they must be a bit yeah. bonkers if they're watching this show because that's what the brain uh, is. But, but they must be. They must be smart, right? So I'm going to safely assume that there is no one who watches this show who is a fan of Mo Saji. If you disagree with that statement, please. Let me know, and I'll tell you. But something really funny happened this week. Um, so it's my favorite thing. I, I don't know why I still watch these channels, but this is why. But um, he put up a video where he's like staying in this abandoned house, and he's or whatever, and he's barricaded himself in there with a friend of his. And then he's got a machete, and there's someone who's dressed like a dressed up like a clown. Thanks, Raymond. There's a guy dressed up like a clown with a blowtorch <laughs> who's trying to get into the house and whatnot. And if you, uh, always a bald joke, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, every time. <laughs> and uh, so if you if you watch this video, uh, you can see the the clown figure is trying to burn down the front door, and there's a really mm. funny bit, and he's now edited it and re-uploaded it, so it's not there anymore. But we'll get to that in a second. But there's a really funny bit in the original video where he's forgotten to take the edit out, where he's instructing the person outside the front door 
to kick the door to make it scarier. Which is incredibly funny, because I was reading the comments and everyone, I, I commented on it, because everyone was commenting like, I really hope you're okay, uh, you should have called the police, why do you keep doing putting yourself in harm's way? And I guarantee all these channels that are commenting are probably going to be in their early teens, like children. Yeah, probably, yeah. And that's why I have an issue with it, because they're genuinely worried for him. And then I commented on it saying, is no one going to address the fact that he's left the edit in where he's telling his buddy outside what to do. Um, and we know most is good at leaving edits in. I remember that on Through the Lens. I don't understand. I don't I want, understand. Uh, I really I, don't. Why does he do that? Have you not seen the... Uh, uh, obviously, I spoke, I spoke quite in before when he left the edit in where he was telling his buddy not to open the door too quickly. And yeah, I remember I, we joked about that. I never that. saw it, but I remember you telling me. Yeah, so, uh, so this came up. So anyway, I'm assuming he was aware that people had noticed that he left the cut in and he took it down. And thankfully, there is a superhero on YouTube uh, who a lot of paranormal people probably don't like, but I love him. Uh, his name is The Shape, if you haven't seen him. He's the guy in the hockey mask who tears down oh. these big fake YouTubers. And mm. he, did a, he did a really good one where he has downloaded the clips of the edit, so you can still see it uh, and see what he's done. And if you go to the video now and you skip to that time, you can see that he's re-uploaded it with that bit cut out. So I just wanted to talk about that, to touch on that, and let people know that yeah. he's an absolute fucking fake ass clown. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you feel better, Mitch? You feel better. Yeah, this is a little bit, a healing, bit. a healing uh, cure. I just don't get. And so it's not the fa the fake stuff is not what I have a problem with because we all know it's not real as adults. I don't like yeah. that he's putting worry into little kids. That's the bit that pisses me off. Yeah. There are kids yeah. that, like. Like when you read, if you go to the video now and look at the comment section, it's all these youngsters that are genuine, genuinely showing concern, and it's misguided. Yeah. Like I don't understand. That. I reckon he could he could fake his death tomorrow, and one of his friends could put up a video saying, "Oh, Mosaji's been killed," and all these kids would probably get upset about it, yeah. and that would probably hurt the kids. So I, oh, yeah. I have no respect for this dude whatsoever, and I just wanted to bring it up on there. So if anyone does watch his channel and sees that video. Um, don't believe it because the edit is there. And if you would like to see the edit, uh, watch the Shapes new video on it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I just wanted to touch on that because obviously, as we know, I like to let people know when people are doing this stupid stuff, like Huff doing the Queen video. Oh, yo, oh that, uh, that, that was just oh, ridiculous. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. Oh, when, yeah. you, when you go Lex, do tell everybody about this. Uh, so <laughs> I was uh, just, I was just enjoy it. Well, I wasn't enjoying myself. It was the day the Queen died. I just got back from work. And I was just scroll, scrolling to her, scrolling to her, and someone put up a thing saying, I can't believe Half Paranormal's done this again. And without even looking, I went, I bet you he's done a fucking Queen video. And I'm English, so I took a lot of offence to it. So I saw the video, and I was like, you fucking idiot. And I, I was like, yeah. again, just show, he has no class about him whatsoever. <laughs> I have no respect for any of these YouTubers that do it either. Like, there's, I know there's a lot of bigger ones that every time a celebrity dies, the first thing they do is a straight online <laughs> and doing this kind of stuff. And it's, it, I find it extra, I mean, I know that we deal with the dead. It's kind of our thing. But when we're talking to Joseph, Joseph Smith, who died in 1712, I don't think it's as disrespectful to try and talk to him as it is yeah. to someone who died today. When yeah. people genuinely are upset about that person dying. And, and not to mention, he's getting paid to do it. So he's using yeah. the death for money. And that's another thing I really disagree with. Um, if my channel was monetized and I was doing a video where I was going to have to touch on recent death subjects, 
I wouldn't monetize the video. Just out of that respect. I would do something in it to get it demonetized. Like, get my bum out and screw it on the screen. Like, anything to demonetize the video. Because I'm not going to profit off of someone else's loss in recent times. Now, again, from 1700s, it's a bit different. 300 years have passed. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know there's got, you've got to have some yeah. grace and decorum. And it's people like him <laughs> that, again, it all goes down to the, disc, the reason why we're all discredited as a real scientific field. Yeah. It's because of these assholes that fake the videos and then are disrespectful to recent time. I think he did yeah. one when Betty White died, like, on the day, and I called yep. him out for it then as well. So, yep. The mm. one... I just, I just, the it one that annoyed like me the most, <laughs> the one that annoyed me the most was with that half paranormals. The one where he went in, did you see the one Lex where he went into the graveyard? When he, and he started doing using his ghost box, and there was a funeral just across the way. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that. No, he's he's, he's in the graveyard. He's like, graves mark. down, like three graves or four graves down. There's a funeral, and seemingly the guy comes through from the funeral. I mean. I beg he turns up to one of my family members' funerals. I beg for him to do it because he'll be the next person that gets buried. He's yeah. just an absolute joke of a human being. I just, I don't get it. I don't like. Is money w- worth that little, that that much to you? So the, the dignity of being a human being means so little. I don't understand it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, th- this is stuff that really pisses me off, and this is why I like the fact that uh, this is why I like the fact that uh, stuff like what Brian does when he's bringing the real paranormal community together on this network and we're networking and we're building things together and mm-hmm. the community is the community's looking better with the people that are in there compared to yep. the ones that are on the, the elite side of YouTube if, if you will oh, yeah. that's what it is uh, well, there's a lot of fakers out there and that's I, it's oh, yeah. ridiculous now. and at least with the global ghost hunting that a lot of real people will get seen for a change that's the, that's the yeah. important thing for me that's yeah. why I make a big point on teams because we're, we're always overshadowed by these people, like so. When I I do a video, yeah. and I do something in the video, and so I think I got a comment on one the other day that I removed, where they're like, "Oh, you're just doing this because Jasco did it," and I was like, "No, I did it because every paranormal YouTuber does it. Uh, you just happen to watch him." But thank you for coming over to my video and shitting on it. So cheers, mate. So it's and again, they're coming like they're coming from notoriously fake channels like Jasco. And then shitting on what we're doing. It's like the reason why it's not working for me is because this is what it actually is. This is what paranormal life is. It's not an action movie every time you go out and film a fucking video. And I don't. They, obviously, they don't like hearing this. So like when I replied to it before I deleted the comments, because I was couldn't be able to argue on my comment section. I mean, they know where my Twitter is. I'll argue publicly on there. But it's like, as soon as I put on there, I was like, well, then explain how this happened then. Why did he do this? Why did he? Why does he never show his Randonautica screen when he's telling you where the locations are going to be? Because he's lying to you. And he didn't like the comment, and he called me a really, really horrible word. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Did yeah. he really? Just, yeah, it could, it could be a cunt, yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow. Oh, sorry. wow. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry for the hard... <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the wow. You're just again, relaying it for historical yeah, accuracy. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, again, this, and again, this person is probably <clears throat> a young person. I, I don't know anyone my age or above who's a fan of Jasko. Everyone yeah. I know watches it are in their teens, like early, maybe early 20s at most, like 2021, 20, or just getting into all, YouTube, but that's about it. But all the yeah, idea is, is the money? When you go, yeah. Think? Yeah, no, I was going to say I, uh, Lex wasn't there last week um, on Through the Lens, but uh, I was talking about uh, 
two individuals that are on YouTube as well that like to fake videos. And I actually have proof that they fake videos. Um, and uh, about a month and a half ago, I was on a live. I can't recall who it was, the live I was doing with, but I said something about it. And in the comments below, uh, it was obviously a young person. It was a young, it, I think it was a young girl. And she was disgusted. How can you make, how can you say those those bad things about my my buddies and they're my close friends? I'm going to go over and tell them what you said. And it's like, go ahead, go over and tell them what I said because they know, I know that they fake videos. And uh, it was definitely somebody young. And, oh, yeah. And uh, I can't remember what live I was on. Um, and you- it's Sam and Colby. And, and I'll call them out. And, oh yeah, they massively fake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I did a I did a location, the documentary that's going to be coming out that I did back in January. You know, and um, two weeks before I was there, they were there. And uh, with that girl off of uh, uh, that girl off of TikTok that doesn't live too far from me either. She's got something like twenty five million followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her uh, what's her name? Boo Boo or I can't remember who it is. And she tells bad jokes at times, and she also does paranormal. And uh, but anyways, she took them there, and the general manager followed them around everywhere. And they were doing stuff that was nothing was going on at that point. They were, you know, they they. They were downstairs in the basement, and all of a sudden they went, <gasps> like that, and nothing happened. And the general manager, by the time they left, she was pissed. She was pissed. And, you know, because they were going to be representing the old Angel Inn, as now these two people are coming here. People know they fake videos. Now is this place really haunted? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it is. I used to uh, like those two as well when they used to do the urban yeah. exploration videos. I used to watch them religious. I mean, I think my first ever New Year's Eve special, I put them in my top five paranormal lists. And then less than in a month later, I took it off the list. I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that person that, uh, that, uh, I think it was a little girl that she was, uh, she was really pissed at what I had to say because it was her friends. Well, have on. you, have you ever noticed when you call something out? Like, cause I do it all the time. Like I, I publicly do it. I called out Jody Dean <clears throat> on YouTube and Twitter I, twice. I called out Omar almost weekly. I call, today, I've called out Jasko and Mosaji. And the thing is, like, when I do this, you, can, you know they know that I'm right because not a single one of them responds to me. Now, a lot of people will say to me, oh, it's because you're a small channel. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I might be a small channel, but I'm making a lot of fucking noise. Mm-hmm. Look how many people are watching me watching me on a live stream every week. We get numbers. Like people see who I am. So it's like I'm not I know I'm not a big name. I'm not a big person, but I know they're aware of we know Jody knows who I am. Because yeah. he made that he made that response where he wouldn't speak to us directly, didn't he? So yeah, Jody doesn't like me at all, supposedly. <laughs> uh, that day that we did that show, um <clears throat> on Betrayal and Fakers, uh Jody uh from what I understand, Jody knows who exactly who I am or you know, whatever. And he does not like me at all, supposedly. Is, I, and I, I always offer them. I say to them, you come and speak to me one-to-one and <clears throat> show, show me raw footage of you doing stuff without it being cut up. 
And if I that way, I will know you're telling the truth. But you won't yeah. do that because you are lying. And this is what I've said to Brian. Like every time I do an investigation, uh, so like let's say the UK tour videos, I haven't put any of those videos out yet because I'm still putting them all together. But when they're done, yeah. I keep each of my SD cards for all of the investigations. I change the cards, so I keep it. If there is anyone who disputes it. I will, and if they're in the UK, even better, because I will travel down to meet them in a coffee house with my computer. I will, they can bring their computer, and I'll give them the SD card with the 17 hours of footage on it, and they can look at it themselves. Because our cameras don't get turned off. <coughs> they're on all the time, blowing battery out of the battery out. You just leave them going. So it's like I always do it, and I've always I've had someone who I work with deny something that I've seen, and I was like, okay, I can show you the actual thing, and they're like, yeah, okay. So I did, I bought it in. There you go, Listen to, there's the original file. Listen to it yourself. And it's when I was being growled at in Clue Hill. And it's like, just listen to that. You can see it's not us three, because we're sat here. So the fuck is doing that? And I even say in the video, I don't claim it to be paranormal, I just say something is growling at us, but it can't be, there's nothing here. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a weird thing. So I was like, none of them will come forward and say anything about it, because they know they're in the wrong. Especially Omar. Omar's like the biggest yeah. thief out of all of them. But what do you think about this comment from uh, Emma? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Dad. Dakota, do you know who he, who he is? I was about to say, doesn't he actually admit he fakes it for entertainment purposes? He, he did recently, yes. After a whole, I think it was about last year, where. UGUE came out and announced that they were faking everything and that they were apologizing for it. I'm pretty Joe, sure he did it. He did Joe it well. from Urban, yeah. urban, urban, Explor- urban Explorations. Ghost, urban Explorations, yeah, UGUE. Yeah, he, he admitted that he was faking videos. Yeah, so did CJ. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Maybe. And there is a... Oh, there was a... There was a funny... And I mean, the fact that CJ works with Jasko, you know he's bullshitting anyway. If they work together, you know they're faking it. That's how it works. Um... But, so CJ, he did a video where you can see his hand open a cupboard, and he didn't edit his hand out of it. So he's like holding the camera like this, and he's padding around, and the cupboard door is meant to open behind him. And he's mm. actually got the camera pointed here, and you see his hand open the cupboard like this as he turns around. So um, that's number one. And then I think, as far as I'm aware, I'm, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he put a thing out saying he admitted faking videos because there was four groups who came out and said they were faking stuff. Um, I'll have to double check it, but I'm a hundred, I'm, I'm about eight, I'm 90% sure that he was one of the ones that came out. Cause I remember speaking about it when they did, cause uh, G team did it. Uh, UGUE did it. CJ did it. And then there was another one who said that they'd been involved in staging videos. And I was what like, about oh, Carlos? what about Carlos? Well, Carlos the fam. Yeah. Anyone with the word the fam in their name, just fuck them off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyone. I, I, if it's something the fam, write them off. If, it, or if it's South Cack, sack it off. Not for being fake, just for being fucking just pitiful all the time. Crying on Twitter because, oh, we didn't get a million views. Well, you never have, so why are you upset about it? <laughs> Be thankful for the thousands that you get. Why are you, We're going to oh, quit no. YouTube because we don't get engagement. Okay, so why are you who are you talking on? about now? Who are you that's, talking that's about? The, that's the South Cax channel. 
Oh but, god! Oh, yeah. this, I mean, this, there's loads oh, of problems in this field, man. They all do it. Mm. They're the funny one. I... Uh, Henley, Henley was another one that did it, where they were like, got upset that they weren't getting engagement, so they announced that they're gonna quit on Twitter because of it, and then they didn't quit. And I was like, why do you do that? It just makes you look like an attention. If I went on Twitter it's tomorrow, years. and I went, that's it, I quit years. YouTube. I'm not doing this anymore because none of you lot are engaging in my content. And then next week, I'm like, new video uploaded. Da, da, da. You look like a <laughs> fucking idiot. I don't like have integrity about yourselves, guys. But no, to answer the original question, CJ is also fake. There we go. <laughs> uh, I can if I have your uh, if you've got a Twitter page, message me and I will send you the video where he does that as well, so you can see him faking. I don't just call people fake for the fun of it, uh, even though it is fun. The South Cats haven't seen in ages, and uh, every other day he was putting a video up on Twitter crying. Yeah, and they, but don't forget they were also doing like 12, 12 to fifteen hour live streams of them not doing anything, just talking <laughs> to a camera for fifteen hours because they were trying to get the runtime up. Yeah, and they did it every single day, and it'd be like that's why no one's watching your content. When I look up a, a channel, and I see they've uploaded live streams, do you think I'm going to sit there and watch thirteen hours of footage? No. Yeah. The engagement of a no. YouTube video is twenty three minutes. Well, do you yeah. think I'm going to sit through fifteen hours? <laughs> if you're wondering why you're not getting engagement it's because your videos are too long I mean one you're boring as shit as well but your videos are too long my videos are too long my videos are 50 minutes long I know mine I are too long I think this was about two years ago I think he put up a he put up a uh, uh, a video up on Twitter crying because he he'd been doing this for so long he he, he still was trying to get to a thousand subscribers and he was crying about that because one, three people were watching his videos, and and it was just like, why are you on Twitter crying about this? Like seriously, you think this is helping your cause at all? <laughs> it's just I've had videos that don't perform well. There are, there are some videos on my channel where you could actively see that it's not a good video. Like maybe I poorly edited it. Yeah. Maybe the investigation wasn't exciting. I mean, I get that. If the investigation, nothing happens and it's boring, it's going to be a, a poor video. I get. I already know that, but I still upload those anyway. But if it's like, I don't go on Twitter and then moan about it. What I do is I try and look at it. And I'm like, okay, why did this video not perform well? Oh, they turned it off in 25 minutes and I uploaded a 45-minute long video. Okay, so what did, I do? what did I learn from that? Cut the video in half, upload part one, part two. And then I instantly saw something bigger. Like get better, it got better. So you just got to do stuff like that. You don't go on Twitter and moan that, and it makes you seem so. What's un, is it ungrateful? I'm looking for mm. ungrateful for the amount of attention you already have. I'm grateful for. Free, I've got 305 subscribers. That's it, and I'm grateful to each and every single one of them. Even the one that keeps fluctuating to unsubscribe and then resubscribes because every day, <laughs> you know. So, so, yeah, YouTube, YouTube seems to think someone's on the fence about me because one day it's 304, then it's 305, then it's 304, and I'm like, dude, just stay on. There's, there's good it, things it, coming it, to the channel, my G. Come on. But it's stuff like that. So it's like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for it. I'm never yeah, going to complain. And that's something that's, what's that the other that guy sees the other. Um, is that, can you bring that up? That's a computer. Oh, here we go. That's who <laughs> it's I almost like that. <laughs> It's hoaxers, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you see, is... you see the people go, in, go ghost hunting <laughs> and then run away screaming wildly. That's just madness. Okay. So there, there's a thing for this, though. So 
And that would be CJ. If, if it, yeah, CJ, yeah. If it's, a, <laughs> if, it, if it's a knock and they run off screaming, like someone knocks on a wall, that's, that'd be a thing. If something came crashing through the ceiling, like a, that kind of bang, I'd probably run. Like if it was like sounded like something heavy had landed next to me, I'd probably run away. But, I would, but the knocks, I do understand that. It is frustrating. The other thing that's frustrating is if there's a knock at the other side of the room and they don't straight away run round with the camera. Again, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, yeah. the top YouTube paranormal channels all do it. Something gets thrown from round the corner and they mm-hmm. don't go round the corner to check. They just walk backwards and they're like, oh my God, guys, did you, did you see that? Did you see what I was pointing my camera at preemptively? <laughs> as if I did know that was going to happen. Did you see that, guys? Tune in for part seven when I'm going to go around the corner eventually. And it's like, as soon as I just fucking go around the corner. I did it in my first ever video. We heard something run up to our camera. My friend grabs the camera and straight runs around the corner of the church to see if someone had run up around us. Nothing. Yeah. But yeah. You know, that's the point of it. But yeah, I, I get that. The whole like screaming and running away. It's like, come on. I know it's it is a scary job to do, yeah. But there is, and some of them overdramatized it for YouTube videos. I get why, because it it makes it it's more get, exciting to watch. But it's not what well, if you're here for excitement. It's getting bad now. You must admit, I was I was on mm-hmm. YouTube last night just flicking through stuff, and I was like, oh my god. And as you say, there was that case. There was that. There was something in the corner, and then he went, tune in for the next part, and we'll go down the corner. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> every time, right. or they show, or they show it at the beginning of the video, and it's like you know when they do like the intro, it's like coming yes. up, and you see a chair yeah. get thrown, and you're like, yes, I'm watching uh, this video. Or how long's the video? Or they've got night vision on. Or yeah. they've got night vision on, and they're creeping about. How long is the video? Fifty-five minutes. Okay. Wonder yeah. where whereabouts do you reckon in that fifty-five minutes left of video time that scene is where they throw the chair? At the very end. 54. Yeah. You get, a mi- you get a minute of that, and the rest of it, you're sitting him through going, I'm here by myself. I'm definitely here by myself. I haven't bought a friend of mine who you saw reflected in my sunglasses in my last video saying I was on my own. But I'm definitely... A- that was someone, the fam, by the way. <laughs> Reflecting his glasses. His friend was stood in front of him, and he was like, I'm here by myself. But are you? Because I can see your buddy in-, in your eyes. He's in your glasses. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. but I don't understand it, man. You'd, you'd have more fun just doing it legit. It's, <laughs> I don't know why folk do it. I honestly don't. I'm going to let Dakota talk because he's not spoke all night. There, he's got that new microphone and he's not even okay, saying a word, you know. Yeah, but what, yeah, but anyway, I was like, it, you know, we did an episode not too long ago. It was the weekend that the Queen passed away because I started seeing more ads for it pop up. Can you imagine? the type of shit that's going to start coming out when more and more people get their hands on this new AI stuff that's supposed to automatically create genuine... Oh. You'll be back in three. Voices. I mean, you can train. It takes like an hour of someone's voice. An hour of someone's voice, and all of a sudden Alexa has that voice. They mark The way they're marketing it is like, can you imagine telling your grandma to read you a book? And I've seen a little platform where I was telling Chris, we, we can tell the program to listen to a couple hours of us, and it can create a whole show on its own. Oh, wow. And it's the same kind, similar kind of tech to what they used to give Val Kilmer his voice in the new Top Gun. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine if these people were actually smart enough to use that stuff? Oh, my God. No, we thanks to heard, you, Dakota. We heard someone speak. I mean, again, you can shortlist it, though. 
You could just put it in the, the you could put it in another checkbox of don't watch video. So if they use SLS cameras, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. If they use that AI technology, don't watch it. If they're using a K2 meter that's on their phone, don't watch it. If they put the word demon in a title, don't watch it. And that's if their name and if the channel it was uploaded to starts with any of these, you don't watch it. Jasco, hunting the dead, oh my gosh TV, <laughs> Sam and Colby. Mindseed TV. There's your list. Follow those and you'll probably find a legit channel. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to send any complaint letters or any messages at all, please contact Lex. Where can they contact you on your channel? Would you like to discover... You can contact me on Twitter at LexParanormalYT. Oh, yeah, I see a lot of people coming your way soon. The best thing is, like... I'm not saying anything wrong though. No, <laughs> like, no. Like, no. like, if the channel stopped, like I know people that used to fake videos has now stopped faking videos, stopped making videos for a long time, and now they've started again. And they're not faking it this time. The difference in quality of what they're doing is better. Mm. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not running into flying objects every ten seconds, and <laughs> yeah, they get bombarded with fake, uh, <laughs> with some horrible messages like, oh, fake, 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 fake. <laughs> and it's like the person is aware that their integrity is now. Oh, the person's aware that their integrity is now gone, but they're doing it properly this time. So I can respect them, and I'm not going to shit on them for it. Forward all complaints. <laughs> I look, I look forward go... to dealing with them. I look forward to writing. I mean, if they're good, if they're legit concerns, I will definitely answer them. If you call these nasty words. It will be a bye bye. Scratch by a demon. A, Again, a, the, scratch by. Just I have no problem with that. By a demon. I, see, scratched by, I don't mind. You can get scratched by something. It's the demon word mm-hmm. I have a problem with. The chance of you running oh, into demonic activity is less than 1% of experience. Oh, yeah. It's so small. So it's like. But that's where you get new. That's where you get new. We're going to everyone. the demon house. We're going to yes. the demon castle. We're going to the demon graveyard. <laughs> Uh, did everybody enjoy the Randonautica season on uh, YouTube? Because that seems to have died off now, which is good. I don't see many. I don't. I don't see a lot of Randonautica videos anymore, which is grand. Now it's all stalker videos, which I've noticed. Mm. Uh, again, the five people that I mentioned, three, four out of those five groups have got a stalker who keeps showing up and trying to kill them. It's it's weird. I it's, it's a weird trend, but I'm glad Randonautica's finally died off because that was terrible. <laughs> Uh, I know. Yeah, I tried. That was absolutely mm, rubbish. I've ever tried in my life. Oh, it's yeah. dog shit. This is the thing with the apps, though, isn't it? Like, you can't trust them. I know that people lose. I mean, <laughs> that I've used it. I know that Necrophonic was something that people used. Yeah. And I get it. I didn't have enough money for a spirit box, so I used it. So, whereas now I don't use it. In fact, I don't use any yeah, apps. I know it. No, I don't use the, the necrophonic anymore ever since I, f- I learned who the maker was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's half, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was yeah. looking into, <clears throat> I was researching it because I thought that would be an interesting show. And everything I found <clears throat> for who created the necrophonic app bounces back to Huff. Yeah. Yeah, no. but he's only, he, was only, he was only part owner of it, right? Uh, there was somebody else. Um, who owned it? Uh, who owned it? I think it's Steven something. Um, but even still, you don't want to give money to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. but he's not the full owner. He's only partial owner mm. of that app. There's somebody else who owns it as well. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I used it, and I used it for a while. And I, well, I used it for quite a while, and then I just stopped using it. Um, uh, the SB7 is my go-to. That's the 100%. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you know, uh, uh, listen to me, like, just stay off phone apps. That's my advice to everyone. Just don't use the apps. Ah. Yeah. I love the SLS on the phone. I think that's, I think that's amazing. Shut up, Brian. I think it's an amazing The ghost. What are you smoking? No, oh, there's another, ghost. you know what? There's another app out there that I thought <clears throat> it was hilarious and I downloaded just to see what it was like. It was the one where you can, it's got a like, you know, like uh, on a ship where it detects the sonar. It detects, oh my God, and this dude. is what it does no. in the oh app. And it, you go around your room and you do this, and then all of a sudden something comes up, and then all of a sudden while you're going to it, all of a sudden there's there's a, like a really really like creepy man in the background of this app, and um, oh, it's just it was so dumb, and it was like my God, like somebody actually spent money on this. To to get this out there and mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah I'm gonna go yeah. walk around my phone with my phone and all of a sudden a little spot comes up oh that's where it is that's where the ghost is okay <laughs> like honest to fucking god like seriously <laughs> uh, yeah I've seen that shit for like the 3ds there's this game called Spirit Camera and there were some people trying to say oh it's catching real ghosts no it fucking doesn't uh, a, ga- a game designed to show you where ghosts are. Yeah, you, the whole concept real, yeah? is looking through a camera that sees spirits, <clears throat> part of the main what game. And I there was a feature in the game was <laughs> taking random <laughs> pictures and having ghosts come up. It's like, if it's real, why does the fucking main ghost in the game pop up in these alleged real <clears throat> photos? Yeah, that's that's a massive coincidence, isn't it? The ghost in my house is the same one on the game. Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, you know, what the hell is this game? <laughs> You know, Lex, you should get your own radio show just talking about fakers and um, people that fake stuff in the paranormal. Well, I'm a- I'm actually going to write a book. I've decided I'm actually going to write a, a book. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not going to do it this year. I've got a lot on this year, but I am going to be writing a book in the future, which is I've already got the. the it's called the Mind of a Paranormologist. If anyone's going to keep an eye out for it, yeah, that's, that's um, a, quite a long name, now. Yeah, well, can you spell it? The mind of a paranormal paranormalist, yes. But um, that's it's, it's gonna, the, the book's going to detail that stuff. I've got it. You know, I know what I'm doing. Um, it's not just going to focus on that, but I am going to talk about that. So I think people are sick and tired of hearing me talk about it. So I was like, you can read it yeah. instead. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll need to buy that. You'll need to come on to the show to show off so, your book once you've once long you've way that, off but good. yes I shall you should send a, you should send a couple of copies to all your favourite egos people that you were talking about tonight oh I'm definitely I'm gonna, I'll sign it for them about Jody Dean my biggest fan <laughs> what is Brian doing are you looking things up I, would, I was trying to things? see if I still had that app on my phone <laughs> it's all coming and because uh, I, I think it's hilarious I think it's hilarious there's loads of people that, like some there are people that we've had on through the lens who like ask us in the chat like about certain apps and I have to like there's one that they want me to look into and it costs it's actually really expensive so I'm really on the fence whether or not I'm going to do it because I don't really want to buy it to dissect it if it's, it's like, I think it's like over 20 pounds for an app for a fucking app, app. And I'm kind of like, nah, that's, that's too much money to blow on something that I'm just going to rip off. So 
Like Necrophonic was nine ninety nine. That's as far as I'm gonna go. I was like, oh, that's that was too high. Mm. so I don't think I'm paying any I don't think I'm going to buy the other ones but like I do try and look into them for people because you know I may be very new in the paranormal field I'm only two years in but there's a lot of you know in in that two years I have learned a great deal mm. and as you boys know I spend a lot of my time just looking into I'm, mm. I'm either debunking videos I'm either working on my videos or I'm looking about what's new, new in the paranormal world and is it believable? Is it right? Is it wrong? And it's like, that's all I do. It's like, so. it's like the word that I used to bring up a few times around about you, Lex's orbs. <laughs> what do you oh, think you know about really orbs? Cool? Uh, you, you know what's really cool? People go over to uh, the Global Ghost Hunt website. Uh, there's yeah. a video on there right now of Barry Fitzgerald talking about orbs. The great no. debate about orbs. The great mm. debate about orbs. Yeah. We, yeah. we know which side of the fence I'm on. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, so yeah you know what's going to happen. Orbs. You're going to be in an investigation one day. You're going to be creeping through this haunted castle and this giant orb is going to chase after you. I don't deny orbs. I think all, some orbs are probably legit things. I just don't think you can use them as evidence because of the 900 things to cause them. That's fairly true. So that, that's, that's why I don't use true. it. Like, if you, there are some that I've seen. We've had a guest on our show where they've showed us clips, and one of them is this orb of light that moves. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't really. The way it's moving isn't like an insect. It's not falling like dust. I, that could be a legit orb. The problem is, it's yeah. one legit orb in a sea of insects on the lens, rain exactly. and dust, and. That's why I don't like them. I I like seeing them on my own videos. I'm like, oh, this is this could be an orb. But if you've watched my videos, you'll see that I never point them out. Yeah. I, I don't give them attention. I'm like, for me, I'm like, okay, that could have been an orb. Maybe that's something to come back to later on and do another test in this room. That's what I use them for. They're like markers for me. Uh, other than that, I'm kind of like, uh, if I watch a video and the whole video is showing me 25 minutes worth of orbs, they haven't shown me any evidence, mm. in my in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. So, so we're, we're near at the end of the show, but first I'm going to go to Lex. Already? Lex, would you Good tell Lord. everybody? I know, Lex. Could you tell everybody where they can find you? I know they can find you on Twitter, but can you tell everybody your channel, everything? So, um, you can get well, some new. Could, can you guys only take us for an hour? Oh, we could go a wee bit longer. Oh, we can go longer. longer. No, no. What I mean, like when you look at me and Lex, is like you only like to look at us for about an hour and. Go, good God, you know, let's get off now. Like, an hour's passed. Uh, the love of God. Oh, no, no, because we don't want to go on too, on too long forever, you know. You know keep it short. Remember when we spoke about watch. attention spans of videos? Yes. Yeah. Attention spans of videos, you keep them about an hour. We try to keep ours an hour, like, through the yeah. lens. We try to keep it an hour, but We're really bad lately it. it's been going at an hour and 30 minutes and an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, but, you know, we, like me and Lex are on the same page with this. When we're, when we're getting into the show and we're really talking, and especially if people are showing clips, you know, of their, uh, of their past investigations, <clears throat> the time flies and the time goes by so quickly. And like even this hour, it doesn't even feel like it's an hour, you know, and, I know. Uh, you I know. know, talking to these idiots. But- Go, so I mean, me and oh, Lex. I'm talking. You know. One is what you go first. I still Lex. laugh when I hear it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to top that one for the next yeah. bit. 
So Lex, tell us where everybody can reach you and and MD can send you hate mail or whatever. There you go. It's your chance. Oh wow. Your chance, oh wow. Right? He went there. He went there. Good lord. <laughs> He went there. Well, hate mail. If, you'd, if you'd like to send me hate mail, you can email me <laughs> at, at lexdidyourmum.com. That's where my email is. For, <laughs> Lex did your that, that's, where, that's where you can email me for hate, hate mail. But, if, but for the nice ones of you, you can go to my Twitter page, which yeah. is Dakota, it's just in front of there. Uh, I'm very active on Twitter. I post almost every day, whether it's paranormal stuff or just stupid stuff. I'm on, I'm on there all the time. Uh, I... I answer people's questions in the in the uh, DMs as well. So if you have any questions about paranormal stuff, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to spend time and answer it. Uh, my YouTube channel is very simple. It's just Lex Paranormal. And uh, as to, not a lot on there at the moment now. There's not a lot going up at the moment. At the moment, you'll see that I'm uploading uh, the Global Ghost Hunt uh, segment videos that we're doing. We're getting mm-hmm. the team to talk to the public. So I've been putting them up on there. Um, this year there is going to be a Halloween special, which again I can use this to ask for it. If you guys have paranormal clips and and stuff like that, I want to do some live reactions to them on Halloween or uh, for the Halloween video. So you mm-hmm. can send them to me at paranormalx666 at gmail dot com, and that will be just put, put them in there. Put the subject as uh, Halloween mm-hmm. video, and I will react to them in real time in the video and try and do as many as I can. Uh, for that, so that'd be quite good. Uh, and then at the moment, I'm, as I've said, since Brian was in the UK earlier on in the year, I'm still working on getting the videos done for season <coughs> two, which will be coming out hopefully before the end of the year. So I'm, I'm hopefully going to be done by Who's here? November. It was here. Like I'm on the 29th floor. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. What? Like that was a, that was a car. I'm on the 29th floor. And that was loud. I can't even imagine what it sounded like on the ground. <laughs> like, good Dear lord! God. I didn't even really heard that. I was. Just I thought like... you lived in like a normal house. Sorry, Lex. Sorry, Lex. I apologize. No, oh, no problem. That was it. That, that's pretty much. They're the two that I use. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you can I, also I, I find them on. You can also find them on this seasons of Ninety Day Fiance. So uh... <laughs> no. <you cannot. laughs> but, 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 but I did forget one. Oh my nice. god! But I did. I did oh. forget one. You can also find me every single Sunday on the channel through the lens of Brian and Lex, where we have our yes. talk show, where we speak to paranormal explorer, uh, investigators, podcast hosts, and stuff like that. So that's every Sunday, 9 p.m. my time GMT, 4 p.m. EST. Yep. Yes. And now. It's Brian's turn. I, ho- I hope you've got. I hope you've got about twenty minutes because Brian's got like a million things he has to say here. First things. First things sleep. first. You can find me on all social media platforms. Ready? Um, you know, you don't need a sleeping pill for this one. Uh, it's just going to put you to sleep. But um, no, Huntophobia, Huntophobia Canada. You can find on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, TikTok, all those wonderful things, all those wonderful platforms. You can also find us on Parapost Network, the app. Um, we also have going right now, as you guys are on, as we are streaming right now, Parapost Network Central. We're also partners with Paralinks. Uh, so you guys are now streaming over on Paralinks as well. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Huntophobia, 
obviously on YouTube. Um, and you know, the biggest one, uh, well, no, I'll say this obviously through the lens, uh, with uh, me and Lex, you can go uh, find us on YouTube. It's called through the Lex with Brian and Lex. Uh, we're starting to climb again, a little bit getting some more views, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can get, uh, get people to know these people that we're interviewing because we're trying to grow their platform. And that's why we bring them on the show. So the, and we bring on real investigators, um, not this fake crap. Uh, huh. We want real investigators to come on our show. So if you're interested in coming on our show, you can definitely find uh, our email in the description. If you go over to Through the Lens. And obviously, uh, another, um, another platform I'm on is Paraflix, uh, which is obviously mm-hmm. Huntophobia. And if you are interested and you want to sign up to Paraflix, I can give you a code, which will be Parapost25, which means that you will get 25% off your first year, which works out, if you're in the States, about 2 bucks a month. So all you have to do is uh, enter Parapost25. And you can get that discount for your first year, which is obviously a fantastic deal. And you're going to get all the paranormal fix that you need. Uh, there's so many different, uh, so many different things on there. And obviously, last but not least, that will be the global ghost hunt. If you want to go over to sign up your team, mm-hmm. or if you have a haunted location, um, just go over to www.globalghosthunt.com. And that's it. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's it. Was that it? I think that's it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. And, uh, all the links. There is, and I will let you know there is something new coming. There is something new coming. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and it involves, uh, Stephen from Paralinks. We are working on Mm -hmm. something right now that, uh, I think people are going to be, well, we're excited about it, so uh, we'll definitely be coming out with that in the next couple of weeks, and it will definitely help people on both platforms as well. So um, it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're working on something that is pretty awesome. So, and that's what I was on the meeting about today before I came on here. Oh, see, see, you see, you're teasing us, teasing us. Yeah. Well, I would like to thank, I would like to thank Brian for coming on, and I would also like to thank Lex for coming on. Um, Dakota, would you like to? Did we get any announcements or anything like that? I guess we might have a couple. Um, See, next week, Chris and I are going to be taking some time off from our usual schedule in order to prepare Mm -hmm. because Bald and Bonkers, somehow we managed to make it to our first year anniversary coming October 16th. We will have an interview with David Icke airing that day. We have a bunch of new merch coming up and. For those of you who may who have been following us and you notice that every now and then we have some certain strange events take place, and it's mm-hmm. apparently leaking out to other people, we have a bit of an experiment coming together that we're going to need as many hands on board with. It'll be a bit of a live stream. I won't reveal too much of it right now because... There will be physical side effects for some people. It will probably induce headaches. But all like, Why does that do that when you get into the, the, for that the good right moment? Now, that's our back. <laughs> Keep on freezing, Dakota. Every time you uh, go yeah, to say something right. really important, you go, 
Seriously? Yeah, at the big moment there, you froze. Yeah. You see it again. You see it again. Yeah. So what yeah. part did I cut off at? Because <laughs> I know it's Brian's mouth started yeah. moving. <laughs> I will also I let people. I will also let people know tomorrow on Through the Lens we will have Lost Souls, uh, Daryl Evans mm-hmm. on our show, right. and uh, also this Tuesday I am traveling to Nashville, Tennessee, to do some locations, and I might do some lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this location, so whether it's uh, wh- where it's going to be, I'm not sure. Probably be on Parapost Network Central, and probably on TikTok as well. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, we're going to be hitting Bobby Mackey's Octagon Hall and some other places as yeah. well. So if you are a fan of uh, Bobby Mackey's, definitely look out uh, for that. I will also say tomorrow on Through the Lens, I will be having a surprise at the end of the mm-hmm. show, and um, and uh, Lex doesn't know about it. I'm not going to tell him. And uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. As always. <laughs> but I will say if Matt is in the room, Matt, you're definitely going to want to stick around for the end of the show. It's not involving Matt. So, <clears throat> but mm. uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun at the end of the show. We're going to be bringing somebody up that is going to be showing some video of a certain place. Um, and I want to see inside this place. So if you're tuning in tomorrow on Through the Lens, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. Well, I don't say it. In thank you both for lens. Th- thank you both for coming on. And all the links will be below on this, obviously. And we'll need to get you back again sometime. You know. Well, and we are. Next, are looks, we? Next looks like a Jedi warrior. The he's like praying. He's like. Well, aren't we? Or you're not announcing that show. Well, oh wait! Don't we have a little something coming together with Brian and Lex December? This December? That's right. That's right. I forgot about that with Dave Schrader. We have a show on what day is it? December the. You're the one that I fucking scheduled it. I wow! It's November. Let me see. Yes, it's on the. It's on a Saturday, and it's on December the third at ten p.m. It will be me, Dakota, uh, Brian, Lex, uh, Lisa Fry, and we have Dave Schrader, uh, the Holzer Files, and the Devil's Perch. I'll definitely be. It'll be an interesting show. Yes, it will be, and that'll be a Christmas special. You know, I don't think I've heard Brian. What is Devil's Perch? Well, I've never heard of that. You know, <gasps> you don't watch his programs. No, well, I might not get them stuff. here, though. I might not get them here. So, huh? what is he Devil's Perch? It's a, it's a program. It's, 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 a, it's Dave Schrader and his team, and they go to this place, and it's it's this town, and it's absolutely amazing. I'll send you okay. the link if you get this okay. plus. Okay, okay. It's Ghosts of Devil's Perch. And okay. he's probably watching this now because he does watch your stuff. So, Dave, I'll, I'll send him the link. For you. Yeah, send me the link. I'm I'm interested to take a look at that. Yeah, I, so, that I actually but, uh, started. I actually started watching the on Netflix the Dahmer uh, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually it's that. actually pretty good. It's actually really good, and uh, people are interested oh. in seeing that. What was that you were going Maybe to see, Lex? I was gonna say, is that the is that the show that's got um he's also got Cindy Kayser with yes. him as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Devil's yeah. Perch. That's yeah. a location out of Butte, Montana. Of course the thing people yeah. go missing there. It's fucking Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's like a mining town. It's like a copper or something mining town. It's 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 a really really good program. Sorry, uh, sorry. It's on Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on I Discovery, have Discovery Plus, Plus and it's on Really Channel. It's on the Discovery Plus and the Really Channel too. The what I'll channel? Send it to you. The Really Channel. Do you have the Really Channel? I have no idea what he's saying. The Really Channel? Can somebody translate? The Really Channel? What? Real Channel or something it's called. That's a huge game. Real TV or something Okay. It's Discovery Plus. I'll send you the link for Discovery Plus. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Look at Lex. I'm looking forward to I know. December 3rd is going to be Look at Lex. He just looks so excited. Look at him. Look at the sheer excitement on his. He's listening to somebody, or somebody's talking to him. Sorry, hang on, guys. Hang on. Oh. Maybe Nadine. Still, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. okay, just yeah. just won the lottery. I got to check my tickets. Thank you. Uh, forgot about that. Actually, this is mm. seventy million here in Canada. Somebody in the UK won a hundred. Somebody in the UK yesterday won a hundred and seventy-nine million. Holy crap. Yeah, and it was to me. Because if I'd won that, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, but if you're not there, why is he buying drinks here? Well, you could always, you know, put in a nice business investment there, Chris. I could. I was thinking $20 million into Baldwin Bunkers and then $10 million into into Platypus, you know? (laughs) Look at at happy people. Look at Lex, it looks like he's going to kill somebody. Uh, I don't know. We should probably end the <laughs> <show>. <laughs> I don't know. We should probably end this show before we end up showcasing a murder. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, roll the credits. See you all tomorrow, guys. We have a UFO guy coming. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. We would like to remind everybody that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. This is the Unicorn, featuring Smith-Bath and Paranormal Investigations. Uncover the channels, deep inside the mysteries, to see what you discover. Hello everyone, good evening. Hello. So, tonight's topic if you haven't seen it already in the title, may freak some out. So, uh, viewers are discretion. We will be talking about a very sensitive subject that may come to some on why Victorians took pictures of dead people. And when we say that, more likely it is family members of 
any age. We have from infants, newborns, all the way up to the elders, grandparents, and older. So tonight will be, and I will show some pictures, so I do apologize ahead of time if you guys do not want to see it, but I am giving a heads up that there will be pictures. Now, they, to me and to Sherry, they do not look like they're dead. They are staged in a way, they either look like they are with their family, or they are asleep, or some type of the matter. So. Yeah. Some of them, like, uh, it really depends as well on the era. Uh, obviously, like, um, if they were rich or if they were more of a poor family. Yeah. The more poor, if, you, if they were quite poor families and stuff like that, then um, the picture quality was not great. So you would be able to tell that the, the deceased child or adult mm -hmm. is not alive. But the more money you had, the better the pictures were. And the makeup, so it really doesn't look like they're dead at all. They're like, like, like Linda said, they're either sleeping or it looks like they're just standing there, and uh, they're alive, but they're not. Right. So I will show this first picture before I do get started reading because it is a very intriguing, sad but intriguing um, photo. So this is a husband, wife, and their baby. It is Ellie Mae, Anna Keller, and this is in 1894. It was a murder-suicide. And then you got the archives. Uh, yeah, so same thing. It was, it was a murder-suicide. And it was done in 1894. Now, if you would look at it at a different perspective, it looks like they're sleeping. Yeah. Now, with them sitting, laying in the coffin, obviously, it gives that away that yeah. they are deceased and passed on, which is sad. But it's, I guess, something as a memorable for, and that's what they say in here. That back in 1800, yeah. that's the reason why they took pictures of the deceased was for the memorable photos to have. Yeah, mem memorable photos and also to help to uh, help with the grieving process as well. That's why a lot of them done it to try and accept the fact that that person had passed on. Mm -hmm. and, because, especially if you're a baby, yeah. you have an older sibling and you're not able to spend that life with them, you're going to want to remember them, you know, yeah. especially with the parents being so young. That's normally what happens. Secure the shadows or the substance fade. That very early photograph saloon introduced not long after Luis announced his danger type process in 1939 may seem op optimist but it is a reflect of the reality of the Victorian life in a age before when infant mortality soar and the Civil War rage death was a consistent present in the United States and one of the Part of the process 
was memorable. The, the death was taken in a post-mortem photo, as in right where they passed. It's not letting them decay. It's not letting them any of that. It's kind of like when you get the body ready for a funeral or a viewing. A lot of them were quite funny in them days as well. They didn't really like to let their deceased go off to strangers. A lot of them would actually uh, look after their loved ones themselves and uh, wash them and get them prepared and ready for for the funeral. As in if nowadays, and I have read that nowadays they still do it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. They still do it. It has not faded away. So a lot of people... Now, either go into nursing homes, go into hospice, or die at home, whatever the case may be, regardless of health. And with that, they will have somebody come in right after they pass, and I know because I did it with my grandmother. Clean them up, dress them in an appropriate nightgown or whatever they wanted to pass in. And there, if you want it to, after they make them comfortable and pretty <laughs> you don't need nothing you're good <laughs> so it, it's one of those it, it makes the, their body suitable for the photos if they want for any type of photos photographs like I did and this, some still think I'm weird about it I held my grandmother's hand and I took a picture of me holding her hand for the very last time and she was already gone and passed on. But to me, that is a memorable picture that I will ever, for always, you know, cherish. And a lot of people do that nowadays, regardless it is a child curling up in the bed with a grandparent or a parent or a sibling. And um, taking that photo saying, I laid and cuddled with them for the last time. And, you know, that's what they have. And yeah, we're going to have some that, you know, think it's weird, but all in all, it, it's a sentimental thing. And until somebody goes through it, I guess they won't understand it. But. It's still a spiritual, it's still a spiritual thing, isn't it? It's still a spirituality. And, and for a lot of them, they've done it as like what you're saying for a memory thing. Also to, uh, to help with the grieving process, because a lot of people these days, if if we lose deceased ones, we've just got belongings that are what we have to remind them. We don't have something of them. So in the Victorian period, the the person that they lost was more important than the belongings. So for them, pictures were the way to get them through that grieving process. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it might start, sound morbid in that, but when you look at some of the pictures, they actually look very beautiful when they're dead. I'm not saying it's good that they're dead, but they look very beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do. They look like they're asleep or, you know. Oh, absolutely. I was just reading the chat's chat. But, yeah, it's definitely. And it says here, photographing the dead, however it may be a tricky business, was required carefully. And manipulation of the body, props and equipment, either with the photograph studio or at a home of the deceased. Yeah. So they would um, 
staged them, like we said. And I have a picture of that. Most of them, like the more of the poor people, the more of the poor people be the ones that would um, be in the, uh, they would have it done at a studio. They wouldn't have been able to pay for it to happen at home privately and things. So they would go to a place to have it done where with the uh, more rich families, they could afford to pay to be at home and have it done. And they could afford to have all the props. And um, they, you know, you can tell the difference between a poor family having a photo taken with their deceased to a rich family you know what i mean they right. look very beautiful they don't look dead no at all. And you, could, you could definitely tell here that a parent is holding the yeah. child yeah because of the sheet over the body and normally if hey Jero, normally if you didn't have the money to take them to a studio to go get the pictures done or to pay somebody to come in this was the cheapest way for them to do it. Yeah. So this was something that they wanted to do, and that's what they did. Same thing here. You got somebody holding the child standing. And you can see the arm. Same thing here. Parent with the, the twins. But this is, was done in a, in a studio. This one yeah, they the normally have, like, the props, don't they? Like, they'd have the props to stand them up, and some of them didn't like to show their, like, some of the family didn't like to show their faces in, in the pictures. They they just wanted the picture to be the deceased person, their self. Right. It's really sad when you look at it, but at the same time, it's beautiful, isn't it? Because it's capturing that moment of death. Right. You know? They have jewelry. That's a bit of a morbid one. <laughs> I was going to show that one, but then it said headless. I don't know how everybody would think about. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I got rid of that. <laughs> yeah, they did. They used to have jewelry with locks of hair. They would also have some of the pictures actually made small so they could be put into lockets, the pictures of them to keep. It's a keepsake mm -hmm. thing. It was to keep them close to them and keep their memory alive. Yeah. Uh, like this one yeah. is an example of the ones with more money that were able to go to the studio. Yeah, or they and could pay at home as well. But. Yeah, and uh, have them propped up, stood up, however the case may be. So yes, yeah, it, it really depends on you know how it happened and. I got a and in some in some of these pictures, yeah, I've actually got the deceased siblings with the live siblings, and so, with some of them, you you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between who's deceased and who hasn't. And but it really did them. depend on the money and this how much they could pay out. About. Yeah, yeah. These and there was always a symbolise behind it as well, sis, weren't there? Like yeah. the the families would wear black to symbolise the the fact of death, and the, and the children or the people would wear white to symbolise that they'd crossed over. And mm -hmm. you know, this the one at the end here. Yeah, she's dead, but the other four are alive. And they so, have her propped up. Yeah, so she is up, standing yeah. and free form standing. These were the ones I was looking at, sis. Uh-huh, I thought so. So it's, yeah. as soon as you said it, that's when I, I realized I just scrolled yeah. across it. So yeah. all, not all the time, but depending on, I guess, their wealth, they would, if they 
wanted to and they close the child's eyes, um, they can easily paint an eye on there to make it look like their eyes are open. It was a... You would have to be pretty skilled to do that, though, because you would need to make it look lifelike as well. And, uh, you know... And you, you gotta not have a shaky hand because I, I would no, just no. be shaking it all over. You'd have a wonky eye, otherwise, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> we shouldn't really laugh, but we've got to no. bring a bit of laughter into this, really, because it is a very um, upsetting thing to watch and look it at is. some of you probably. So the the first photo was live siblings are off often photographed with their deceased brother or sister as a part of having a full family portrait of the children. And in spite of a lost child as living, in the photograph, the younger child has passed away and has been propped up. So, yeah, I mean, that's where they normally have the money to do so. And a but, lot of them in them days as well wouldn't have um, they wouldn't have had many photos, would they? So that these sort of things were very important to them to, to be done. It was mm-hmm. their kind of time to to have actually a family a family picture, I guess. Yeah. Sad. It is sad, but at the same time, like I said, it is very beautiful because you capture that moment, and um, mm-hmm. you know. I have uh, seen a lot of photos where. And it's it's weird when I saw them, but you see the light and you see a glare. Yeah. So it's one of those, they're taking the picture right as they die. So now you're watching the spirit, you know, their soul lift out. And I saw that with my grandmother and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was an interesting, you know, experience. So, yeah, no, I agree, Drew. You do need to bring a humor a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, and, and in the pictures as well, like you can normally dis, can also tell who the deceased are because the ones that are alive, when they move, there would have been a there would have been a blur around them where the deceased person would be as clear as day. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I did do a bit of you know bit. I know a little bit, and I did a little bit of reading up just so I knew what to talk about. <laughs> I'd have looked like a dipstick sitting here with you. Like, no, you're fine. A little bit. So they obviously have uh, books out on on postmortem uh, fo- photographs that will go into detail. <clears throat> and I couldn't find any. I mean, they, they must be a hard thing to find because normally okay. I have good luck. Uh, it's practice also went on in the 1930s in the United States as a social mourn shift away from the public mourning. Death became medicalized and infant mortality rate improved. So it kind of traveled. Like we said, it still goes on to this day. Oh, yeah, they were very obsessed with death, but then they looked at death as being just as important as life, okay, and um, that's why they done the things that they did. They, you know, as well as they, they established and loved life, they found that death was a very important thing to them as well, you know, so, yeah, they were obsessed. Yeah, 
most definitely. That's why in the Victorian times, all of the seances and stuff came along as well mm-hmm. to communicate and to talk and to do all, you know, to their loved ones and that. Right. So, and that's so true. Yeah. And just like it says here, uh, however, sometimes it wasn't always so creepy, at least in this body, as in if they wind up losing a limb or something, they always yeah. uh, still took their photos. Um, and they did more than just one photo. And it's, it's kind of, to me, that's kind of weird because, you know, they're able to do whatever you want with that limb or body part that wind up coming off, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Yeah, so, that part of it is creepy when they yeah. they would photograph them like that. But I guess to them it was very important to catch that moment and what happened to them. And it was their way of processing what, what happened, happened, the tragedy. You know what I mean? And how it, the tragedy happened and things. It was their way of getting getting through that. Yeah. So, don't think I would want to personally take a picture of my deceased loved one with no leg or a head or something. But, you know. I, I don't think so. But they do have a photo and I'm not going to show it. But it's an entire army troop holding their head. Yeah, no. I think I'll be having nightmares tonight if you've done that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I'm like, why? You know? To me, that's a question of why. Maybe it's just... To me, if that was going to happen, and I was going to... I would want my loved one's limb or something to be sewed back on and makeup put over it so it doesn't look look like that. Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't want them to be seen, seen like that. I'd, I'd so like I'd have, have it so that they, the head was sewn back on, or the arm was sewn back on, makeup put over, you know, just so they look normal. But oddly, the Victorians were very weird in some ways as well, you know. So yeah, they had, and I've going over and reading it. They definitely did have their uh, weird quirks, <laughs> quirks yeah. on it, you know. Most definitely. Yeah, so this um, postmortem photograph is a practice of photographing in the recent deceased virtual cultures used and have used this practice through the best studies. Studied area and postmortem photos is of Europe is where it started and uh, America. It was very known in England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it still is. Yeah. There was actually a picture, because I was going to put it up. There was a picture that I'd come across earlier, and um, it was of um, some black guy uh, up to date, like in this century, and he was sat sat in his chair. He had his his football shirt on, like rugby sort of mm-hmm. shirt thing and he had his glasses they'd put Doritos next to him and that and he was actually dead and he had his Xbox there and yeah. you just thought think that he was just lounging back in his chair you know what I mean but he, he was actually dead you know what yeah. I mean but he was a famous guy I think hmm I have to look and see I, I, let me see if I can find it while I'm on it and I'll send it to you in your messenger and you might be able to get it up that way okay that's fine because I don't, I'm, I'm there could be considerable disputes on whether individuals' early photos actually showed a dead person or not. Often sharpened by 
chemical consideration Um, yes, yeah, that is so true, Mitten. So true. So true. Um, he said, yes, back in the day, not every, very many people could afford to get a normal family photo. It was proper, their last effort. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like we said, it, it depends on their wealth. Uh, where was I lost? The form continued its tradition of early paintings. So not only would they take photos, but they would put it in an oil painting. Yeah. In 1839, a portrait complex, as many of those who were unable to afford the composition of a painted portrait could afford to sit for a photo photograph session. So if they couldn't afford the oil uh, painting or... Yeah, you can. This also provides the middle class with a way to remember dead loved ones. Before this, postmortem portraits were restricted to the upper class who continued to decease with the new method. Postmortem post-mortem photographs was common in the 19th century. A photo photograph was a new medium. It is a pleasurable that many post-mortem portraits, especially of those infants and young children. So apparently it was very popular for the children more say than the olders. I guess for the infants that didn't make it or, you know, some type of a health issue when they were born, were probably the only photographs were made of the sisters. Nope. A long expo exposure time made the deceased subject easy to photograph. The problem of a long exposure time also led to a we probably all have some family photos that through the distant families would be interesting to take a look at the old family photos. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. For sure. Where the mother was hidden in frame and claimed a claimed a young child and kept them still, as in what we just saw with the sheet over 
and then the mother's holding the the child still. In America, post-mortem photographs became an increasingly private practice by the mid to late 19th century, with discussion moving out to the trade journals and public disgust. There was a in morning table where the living were photographed surrounding the coffin and the deceased sometimes having the visual the practice continued until 1960 and they also did it in Iceland uh, started in 1900s but later died around 1940 transferring mainly the photographs of a personal use. So now it's not so popular. They're also doing it in the uh, UK, too. As far back as the 19th century, it is custom of portraits of the deceased through paintings. Uh, doesn't show a, a date on this one. So they must still do it. The original originated in Western Europe and quickly spread through Europe. That would have been hard to hold your baby in such a state. How sad they must have been. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I would be able to do it. That's my baby, you know. These portraits were mainly restricted to the upper class among the emerge of photographs, post-mortem photographs became available to many people. Post-mortem photographs was particularly popular in Victorian British. From 1860 to 1910, these post-mortem portraits were much like American portraits in style Focus, focusing on the deceased and their display as asleep or with family. Often these images were placed in family albums. And the study has often been mixed with American traditions because they are similar. Post-mortem photographs continue in the interwar years. An extent of the popular of post-mortem photos is difficult to assess. This is particularly due to the fact of many insisting are private within family photos as well as the role of change in the social and culture attitudes surrounding death. They also used to do it in India too. Uh, the average for India was, they, it says, three, over 300 bodies per day. That's quite a lot. <laughs> but that that's very interesting. 
it seems like everywhere throughout the world, they have a different way of doing it and, you know, their own way of doing it. Did you find the photo? I can't hear you. Okay. She came in a minute. Now, if you guys have any questions, let us know. Tomorrow, Chad and I are leaving and we will be out of state. I will bring our equipment with us. But um, we are leaving on family matters to South Carolina. So if anybody's from South Carolina and has a interesting place for us to explore, please let me know. But yes. Hi, Lily, Lily. Girlfriend. Oh, let me go back through the comments and make sure I didn't miss anybody. Yep, we know that one. I sent it into the uh, the the uh, the actual chat room. It's not of the guy, but it's of a. There's a female one I found. Okay. Um, they've done her makeup and and stuff like that. But let me see. Give me one sec. I could. It's typical because I see it earlier, and I thought that would be that would have been an all right picture to bring up to show the more modern time. But yeah. Now you can't. I can't find it now that we're live. <laughs> it's okay. But there's that one. She is in a coffin, but. Or in a bed. One or the other. Looks like she's in a bed, but with the rim around, it kind of looks like a coffin, too. But I will bring this up. It does happen today, but it's not as known today, I don't think. And um, I don't think people really post it out onto social media as no out of respect yeah out of respect i don't think they would but this is uh one you could tell how they did her makeup and she looks like she's asleep and then they have her actual photo behind so they kind of they did a really good job actually yeah it kind of looks like she's in a wedding gown yeah it does i think she probably yeah she probably died around her wedding time or maybe she wanted to be buried in her wedding dress yeah and you know a lot of people have where they have um either it be their military suit that they want to go in or a graduation gown that they want to or just a special outfit a memorable thing for them that they want to go in yeah you know, it would make sense that it was either a suit or an army thing, or obviously if you were married and that you'd get you you know you'd get buried in your in your wedding dress or your favorite dress or something from your loved oh, one. Um, oh yeah. 
it was a shame I couldn't find you the other one because it, it didn't look like that. You wouldn't have thought that he was dead because he, he's actually sitting in his chair and he's got his shoes on and everything. And he's just sitting there and it, it was a black guy and um, he had his glasses on and he had this like um, muscle sort of top, but it was like some football top and he had his Xbox and his Doritos and stuff next to him, but, but he was deceased, you know, um, they they just made it look like he was still alive. They just put the glasses on his eyes so you couldn't really tell. Yeah. But he was actually deceased. People do still do it, but it, it's not it's not as popular. No. I'm trying to see if I can find it over here. Maybe. Nope, not that one. I think he was a famous guy. You think so? Yeah. I just can't remember what the name of him was. Um, he had his Xbox and everything next to him. Because I, I just remembered, like, um... Well, I don't like that one. That was a baby. <sighs> no. Nothing like COVID. Come on now. No, I've already seen that one. Oh, this is the one I deleted, though, <laughs> that I did the other day and didn't mean to. So if anybody has any questions for us, please, please let us know. I answer them to the best of our knowledge. There is an awful lot of like pictures of the uh, the Victorian and. Um, yeah, I have tons of tons of them over here. Yeah. So I'm looking at them at. Some of them, you can tell that they are, and some of them, some of them you can't. Oh, this is the one I wanted to show. And this is of a nowadays photo. This gentleman's a biker. And this is a very recent one. You see how they just laid him out, no coffin, no nothing, in his biker outfit, his little bandana, and that's his wife. With his little flag in the back. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So true. Yeah, was, there was one picture though there was one picture that I see where it was uh, two females um, standing together holding hands um, no they weren't holding hands no they were like opposite sides of each other 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to tell you which if I can find them. I'm not going to tell you which is which, but try to um, try to guess which one is actually deceased. Um, that's not it. This is another one. The child on the floor is the deceased one. And this is the entire family. So that was another sad one. You can definitely tell the complex of the photos. This one has the whole Photoshop shade in it, which they didn't have that back then. If I can, but here it is. Hang on, let me just send this picture to you, sis. Okay. It's a Victorian one, but. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, I gotta look at it. Some of them, like, it really did depend on the money. If they had lots of money, they really didn't look like they were dead. No. Um, this one and definitely this one not. They don't. Really they don't look like. like. One of them's alive and one one of them isn't. Okay. That's so, the right one? Try to, try to guess which one is alive and which one isn't. Let this is how good the makeup was. Let us know your answer. Maybe better. So which one would you say is the deceased one? I, I did, uh, Drew. I did do trigger warning. I did do that. So I think it's this one that is passed. But just the way this one's sitting all stiff, that you know. What do you think, guys? Let us know your answer, and then Sherry will tell us. Right. The one that has actually passed is the one that's got a hair forward, the one that looks younger, okay, the one that's sitting slightly forward from the other one. So the one that's got the arm behind her back is alive. The one that's to the front, this one on the left is the one that's deceased. But when if you I look looked at her, the hand, you, you could you tell with the hand. You wouldn't be able to tell that she was dead. You can see by she does look like she's alive. They just mm-hmm. look like they're having posing for a photo together and Yeah. And yeah. you could tell also because of her eyes, they're painted on. Yeah, the eyes are painted on. She's got her eyes closed in that, but they, mm-hmm. they painted the eyes on. But looking, like, compared to some of the photos you see, you, you know, to, to me, she looks very alive, mm-hmm. even though she's not. You can tell by how stiff she is, the way she's sat up, the fact that the, 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 uh, the sister's arm is around her yeah. as well. But and it I, is I, hard to tell. It is very hard to tell which one I, is alive and which one isn't. Yeah, I totally missed that because I thought this black here was her arm coming down, not holding her up. No, the arm is going behind her. Yeah. And then you've got the other one holding her hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is hard to tell, definitely. But that's what, what we're saying. If they were quite poor, then the photography and the makeup wouldn't have been so great. So it would have been easier to tell that somebody was deceased. But the more money you had and the more they would put into making sure that they looked like they were they were alive. Because uh-huh. even though it was for the morning 
the mourning process and going through the fact that they died and that they wanted to be able to have photos where when they looked at them it didn't remind them of being dead even though they were you know they wanted it to be as life like as possible so you know the more money you had the more more alive they looked right and i know they were able to hire you know, somebody to come in and do the work for them. Do with, the makeup, do the hair, make sh- you know, all of it. They would have done everything to make sure they didn't, they didn't look deceased. Yep. Yeah, but these people would have been used to doing this. They were trained to do this. So the people that would do that would, um, they wouldn't really be taken by what they were doing because it's not really any different to our mortuary people today is it when they they prepare our bodies and get us ready it's no different in them days for the family yes it would have been hard to look at their loved ones like that but I think like I said it was their way of processing and trying to get over the grieving you know it's their way of forming memories of them and and things Oh, I, I definitely believe that was a, a tragic moment. And you could tell in some of the photos, especially the ones with the father. The Victorian era was so obsessed with death and the need to photograph as they did. Well, because it was. Go ahead. It was remembrance. You know, in the olden days, like in the Victorian times, families were very, very close, okay? And it didn't matter if you were old or you were young. You were very, very important and very special. So back in them days, I think that the obsession of death and having a photograph came through the fact of love and how what they felt for that family. And in them days as well, a lot of these people that would have got ill or had illnesses or anything, their loved ones would have looked after them. Okay, so that it would it would only be right that they wanted to. It was a way of them saying, okay, yes, you're not suffering anymore, you're gone. But it was another way of them saying, okay, um, by having these photos, by having this, it's going to help me to overcome the fact that you have passed away. It's going to be something I can look back on and remember. Mm-hmm. And that's why they went out of their way to make sure that the photos didn't look like they were dead and stuff so that they could still look at them and remember them and hold them. Some of them went as far as getting lockets made and having the photos put into the lockets or having mm-hmm. the hair put in with the photo and, and things like that. In them days, like I said, life and death were very important to the Victorians. Yeah. It's a symbolisation of um, loved ones crossing and going into the light but also still being within this realm. Yeah. Because I do believe that also what that, why they held on to them as well and they'd done this is because they were hoping that their their spirit would stay with them, mm-hmm. would visit, would still come back. By having these photos and that, I feel that maybe they felt it would keep that energy there. Not like trap them, but they would come back and visit. That's right. why then all of this seance and all this stuff used to come out. You know what I mean? That's why they started trying to contact them. Like, yeah, okay, we've got stuff that to remind them, photos of them, hair of them. Trigger objects. That means they'll come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll be here with us, you know. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. them taking photos, yeah, it's a memorable thing, but I think it's uh, a piece knowing that they're not suffering no more, that they're, you know, like Sherry said, they're not in any pain. 
Do, so, do you think if they had colour photography instead of black and white, would they still have taken as many pictures? I don't think that they probably would have because with black and white photography, it's very easy to um, to hide some of the, the features that the dead get. Because if you yeah. think the skin blemishes and uh, it changes, but, the yeah. appearances in them change. In black and white, you can't really see that unless it's a really bad pulse moment and they've not had good makeup. Where with coloured photography, it would show that aspect more, I think. It would, because it's catching, capturing the changes in the body and that. You know, so I think they probably wouldn't have been as forthcoming if it was coloured photography, to be honest. Yeah. Mittens also said that he was at a garage sale one time and saw a dead photo with hair and comb and a fancy frame for sale. Thought how disrespectful. Well, yes, it's disrespectful, but no, if it wasn't related to them. You know, it's just one of those that they didn't know the person. Maybe they could have contacted family, reached out. So, not quite sure how that went. Yeah, people... So, like, for me, I personally wouldn't pick up anything to do with um, anybody yeah. else that's deceased or I wouldn't even put my own aspects of my loved ones out there either, you know what I mean? Because um, as we know as investigators and people that do this sort of work and we work with the dead, mm-hmm. objects hold energy. Okay, and um, I believe that there's just some objects and some things you shouldn't allow other people to have. Right. If people have deceased and there is nobody left, bury it. Have the decency to bury it or keep hold of it and put it away up in the loft or something like that. You don't I don't believe in that. You should sell things on that don't belong to you. You don't know what the person was. You don't know who they were. And, uh, you know, yeah. If you don't know them on a personal level, it should not be up for sale for any reason, regardless no. whether they're famous, they're rich, they're poor, they're, you know. There they're is, un- you know, it's, respect goes a long way. And, you know, should always respect the dead, whether it's a spirit or it's somebody that's just deceased. You know what I mean? Right. Always always respect their belongings and respect them. But that's just how I, I look at it. No, it's, it's so true. true. That's why I don't think that they should have sold that at the the, yard, the garage sale. They should have yeah. reached out to family. They should have done some research, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, but if I was at that yard sale and somebody done that to me and goes, oh, I've got this piece of um, work. I, it's not from my relative, but it's their hair. And I'd be like, what, why are you selling somebody else's remains? Why would you do that? Like, right. That's disrespectful. Would you like, would you like someone to you. sell something? to do with you when you die would you like that like the energy being moved on to somewhere else right and then not familiar with right oh i get it Mm -mm. because uh the spirits and stuff can attach yourself to something that they're familiar with it's okay martin starling no i I think it was really good that um sis decided to do this because I know to some of you it might be morbid, but the fact is we are paranormal investigators. We do research and work with the dead, and this is no different. These are the dead, okay? It's just it's being looked in a different way. It's about, this is just about when they passed over and how the Victorians would um, hold on to their their loved ones and have memories of their loved ones. It's still paranormal. It's just in in a different 
Right. You know what I mean? So to me, it, it's it's peaceful knowing that there are Passover, and I believe that's what the Victorians and people nowadays are about when they take photos. I that, should have brought it just to bury it. To be honest, I probably would have, even though I'd have been really angry. I'd have had to go at the people. I'd have probably bought it, and I'd have done some blessing over it, and I'd have buried it and said, "I'm very sorry for them doing that to you, and I've took this out of respect of you, and I'm going to bury yeah. you so that you can be at rest." I would have probably do the same things, but not before me screwing at them and going, you were disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? And then they would deserve that because of what they did. I mean, they don't realize yeah. who they are. No. No. And these things are personal. These these people done this for a reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these were things important and sentimental to them. So what right does other people that don't even know who this person is, who are they to, to think it's okay to start selling it off to people for money? That is just disrespectful, right? That's right. Wrong. I agree. I do agree. You know. But this, I, I do think this was a, a good subject. Like I said, you know, some of you might think it's a bit like, why would you do that? Like, well, why would you show these pictures and that? Because it's part of death. Is part of what we are, okay? And um, believe it or not, it still goes on today. Mm. Not as regular, but it does still happen today, and it people does. do still do that. And especially the rich and famous people, they do a lot more they than what we realize. Yeah, even like, even I don't know, but like we've just lost very important people recently we don't know if they you know the, those people took photos of her we won't know that it you know everybody's different and I, I believe that they do yeah i don't want to say the name of her and i don't want to say the name of them because no. out of respect but know. you know they are royal uh, they are of money and they are high classed and i could see that they would have gone to great lengths to make sure that this person looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And she was definitely memorable. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I just don't want to say their name out because I don't want us getting flagged or something for saying. <laughs> I think you probably all know who we're on about. Pretty sure. So, so any last questions? We do have a few more minutes. Uh, but yeah, if you ever come across something, and this brought, brings up Mitten's point on a garage sale, and you, you see that it is of the deceased, just, you know, do the right thing, essentially. You know, of course, after telling them off, because I know I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Tell them off first, and then, you know, get the object. Not for, to keep for yourself, but no. do your blessing and your prayers over them and say sorry to them for what that person was doing and the reason why you brought it was to lay them to rest so that they wouldn't get sold on somewhere else. And uh, just lay them to rest, you know. Or if you don't feel comfortable, don't just don't entertain it, okay? Just don't yeah. do it. You know, it's, everybody's different, aren't they? There's going to be... We, we would definitely do the, you know... It's an artiste doing makeup. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It oh, is. yeah. It's, it's, uh, 
Do you think when they die, their skin changes so much and uh, so does their body? And that so it takes a lot of um, artistic creation to make them look lifelike again. And it's an amazing art to do, but... It takes a lot of patience to do it. And there's so many different forms that they see these people in as well. You know, they're not all just normal people that have passed away some of them have been in accidents and other things so they really do need to have have a very good um, artistic hand and eye to be Mm -hmm. able to cover that up and make it so that they don't look like they did when they they had the accident and that's why a lot of times if they wind up having accidents and they can't mend the face and take care of what they need to that's why they do it a closed casket yeah, if they like, if they can only get so yeah, as you said, sis, if they can only get so far, but they can't completely cover it, they will not have anything open so that you can see it. But from <clears throat> I had a I had a friend um, that's family were funeral directors, okay, mm-hmm. and um, she she used to say to me that there would be a woman that would come in and do the makeup and that. And, you know, they wouldn't just do the makeup, they would paint your nails, they would put the colour of your hair, like, if you had hair dye, but part of it was missing, they would put the dye, they would mm-hmm. use a special dye to put on the hair to just make you... It, it was, a, it was a, yeah. in a little spray can, and yeah, they, so would, they would... Yeah, like, the cans, and they'd spray it on their hair, they'd put that in, they'd put all of the favourite colour nail varnishes on for the women, and they'd do the makeup mm-hmm. how they like it. You know, normally, a lot of people, what they would do if there was a person that used to look a certain way, they would send pictures with that loved one. You know what I mean? And that's how I want her to look. That's how she likes to look. And they would, they would do that. Yeah. That's why they normally ask for is a recent photo. That way they can get as close as possible. If not now, because I have seen a couple of people. My friend said that they used to have like somebody that used to come in and do the mold, the molding as well, which is where if there was anyone that had something happen on a part of their body, that it would be molded to try to cover mm-hmm. the injuries up. Yeah. And then they would, they would, you know, decorate them by doing the makeup. They would use a certain paint to go mm-hmm. over, over like a flesh-coloured paint to go over the, the yeah. mold, and then they'd put the makeup on and. Nine times out of ten, they could get them to look normal again, but some of them, not so much. No. It's a very hard job to do, especially if... It takes guts. It it does. It does. It does. You you can't be squeamish or anything like that. Definitely not. You can't. No, not in that job. (laughs) No. If you've got a faint art and you're scared of death, don't don't be a mortuary person, whatever you do. Because you yeah. do not like. I say you definitely do not belong in a morgue if that's the case. No, definitely not. And you don't deserve to be in a funeral parlour either. If you can't, if you can't cope with that, don't do it because that's yeah. all you're going to be around. Yep, that's so. that's it. I mean, that's why a lot of people, when I met the one at the funeral home, she said that she doesn't, she can't go in the morgue, but she'll do the paperwork. I understand. I get it. Not everybody can. Yeah, and there's people for different jobs in that. You know, there are people that are just secretaries and maybe talk to the family, organise the funeral side of it, and then you've got the guys that do the, like I said, the casting, the makeup, the hair, they wash the body, 
you know, they, they do a lot of things. And if you're squeamish and you don't like that sort of thing, you, you just would not, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't get on with it at all. No. You know what I mean? So, and you've got to have a, like a, I know this sounds horrible, you've got to have a strong nose as well because sometimes some of the smells and. Well, you got to think if they sit so long, yeah. if they yeah. don't prepare them and get started on them right away. That's why a lot of them decomposing. do. Like my like my friends and parents and that, as soon as a body would come in within like a couple of hours, they would they would be they'd have like three or four people set up and they'd like there'd be people doing each body because they didn't like to leave them sitting there. They would have to embalm them and all that because that perceives the skin and the yeah. body. It stops it from you know decaying mm-hmm. and it keeps them looking yeah. full because when you pass away you either bloat or you decrease, you know what I mean? So they need to have that in you to keep to you stop that. normal, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. And it is known that they that um some people, when they pass away that? and they're dead, they their body will still move because it's the air in the body. Yeah. It's uh, been known for, for bodies to sit up or an arm to move, and it's just where the... Where they've got, they're letting out their last uh, breath or their last air in mm-hmm. them and, and things like that. So that's another thing you'd have to be prepared for as well. Oh you, yeah, Tiffany. You, know, when... you could walk in and see somebody sitting up with a blanket over their head, and it's because of <laughs> you yeah. know last yeah. last breath thing sort of thing. Even though they're dead, the body still breathes within. It has mm-hmm. to release. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a, a settling thing it's it's the body settling and i've seen it before even with my clients it's scary yeah yeah i remember going around one of my friend's houses around my friend's house and seeing um one where where an arm moved and i thought i I thought that they were alive i said you've got somebody there that's like they're like no 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 it's not and and it doesn't creep me out it doesn't creep me out because i'm used to seeing spirit i'm used to seeing that sort of thing but i was like oh somebody's alive still and they're like no that's that's just the body yeah. settling, yeah. The body settling and that. I was like, oh, okay. They go, you, you think that's bad? They go, we've had it where one sat up. I was like, I think I would have run if that happened. Because... I would have took off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have took off. I mean, yeah. I probably would have came back, but. Well, I would have, yeah, definitely would have come back, but that would have scared me at that that time. You know what I mean? Because you're, yeah. you're walking around a room and they're all laying there with their tags on and blankets over them and then suddenly it sits up. I'm, I'd have no. been gone, and I'd have come back going, "Okay, I'm all right now." <laughs> Just the process, and I get that because yeah. I definitely would have been the same thing. It's the gases. It's the gases in the body. You think all the organs have stopped working, so they all start releasing mm-hmm. all the toxins, and and that's why around in the belly yeah. area is the first place to start bloating. Yeah, and you'll, you'll find that like, a lot of the postmortems that they do, where they do that, they actually do insert the the embalming through the through the stomach. They do mm-hmm. it through the stomach area, isn't it? And yeah. through the legs, like the, yep. the calf areas up here. They put mm-hmm. like sticks in and yeah, I know. absolutely. All right, folks, thank you guys for coming in. This was an awesome show. Sorry if we creeped some of you guys out. Not the intention. <laughs> just I think uh, that it's important that you know it is it is it was yeah. it was fun doing it it was sad seeing some of it but you know we learned a lot but we are going yes. to have, what 
why. They do still embalm people. That is the one oh, thing yeah. they have to do is embalm people. You can't not embalm they them. Because they have to. In order to do a viewing with a the body. Now, if they were to just cremate them and then do the viewing, then no, they wouldn't. No, they don't. But if, if they were going to do a viewing with the body, then yes, they have to. Yeah, cremation, no. But they still use something on the body to, you know, keep it. Looking yeah. alive because people are still wanting to view their their loved one and and things like that, but it's not the same as if you were being buried. It's not the same. No, it's not. No. no. But oh right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, if you guys have any other ideas that you would like for Sherry and I to do. Please let us know. We will be more than happy. We we like to be the crazy ones. We'll, we'll, we'll cover anything, guys. Oh, absolutely. And nothing stops us. <laughs> I think it's interesting it is. and uh, fun to work on. So with that being said, we are going to hop off. Much love. And we will talk to you guys later. Be safe. message from Bob and Barker's Network. We would like to remind everybody that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. why we bring you the Bald and Bonker Show.
See, uh, what the? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he tried to remove me during the live. But you know something? Damn. You know something? I can, I can reach, I can reach the my new computer table there. How is everybody tonight? Everybody in the chat, Drew's Paranormal Blogs, uh, Sherry's Spiritual Investigators, everybody that's watching on, uh, well, everywhere, all the locations throughout the internet, welcome. We did have a guest tonight, guys, but sadly, he has the flu. So, you can come back sometime, but we're just going to talk about wild stuff that's happening right now. How are you, Dakota? How's things with you? I don't know, Chris. How are you? Um, by the way, uh, is the appointment still set up for your sex change tomorrow? See, I was going to do that to you. I was, I was going to say that, ladies and gentlemen, that we were going to be doing like a, a GoFundMe for Dakota to go get a, a sex change. But you know, and then he stole. Uh, it. He just look at my sisters. Me. I'd be a very ugly woman. Look, there's a Facebook user, right? Facebook user. What is that link that you brought up so people don't do that, Matt? Facebook users thing. I did it the other night. Uh, it, it, it's, it's included with all the uh, Facebook dis- videos. Basically, for some reason, streaming platforms like StreamYard, uh, Melon, I think Restream does it as well. Hmm. If you go to talk to us through Facebook, it doesn't show us your name or sometimes doesn't even show you at all. So if you message us through Facebook and you think we're ignoring you, that's not oh, always the case. For Facebook users, that must be the maddest introduction to anything I have ever seen. Well, do you, do you know something? Do you, do you know something? As a mad show, we're absolutely raving lunatics. You know, just look at Dakota here. You know, it, it would drive MD insane. You know, so what? You know, no, anyway. You're not wrong. Uh, right? You're so, not wrong. Would you? So. We're, we're going to do an open panel tonight and inviting people on, but everybody's busy. So, we're just going to talk about strange things from around the world, especially Dakota's here going for a hair transplant tomorrow. So, where did they get the hair transplant from? Is it, is it like genetically grown in like a strange lab somewhere? You know, is it like long and blonde? You've got a Kaboonan looks like somebody off here. What's that? What's that song, The Final Countdown? Like one of the rock stars, they're here down to your knees and stuff like that. Oh, God. Just, I, just ignore me, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's what happens, you know, when we've not got a guest. Uh, we've got the oh, I found what? out who Facebook the user is. Who is that? Well, he's about genet- He's genetically similar to you. So he's quite ugly. What do you mean? I'm a handsome fellow. <laughs> for the listeners in the podcast out there, I'm like a Sean Connery lookalike. See, honestly. Obviously, if you're not wearing glasses and in the dark. What kind like of funhouse mirror liquor store are you going to? Now, yeah, so, no, so, apparently that's your brother. Oh, is that who it is? My God, he's found Facebook. He's found Facebook. Well, yes, that's my brother, Drew. Hello, Drew. I fucking find it funny you froze right there and your face was just like, oh. (laughs) As he says, that is a mad, mad trailer that we've got with the two-headed sea line or whatever it is coming out the water, you know. And Dakota's getting attacked, everybody, by a fly. If you see him waving his hands about, you know. 
Piss me off. I'm about to start shooting the damn thing. Well, that that's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, have you seen, right, let's talk about something quite interesting here. Have you, has anybody in the chat seen all the UFO reports coming out of none other than Ukraine? Hmm. There's a lot of discussion about that right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know if that's what's worrying Mr. President, whatever his name is, the Russian, I'm not saying his name, because this is, obviously, you know, you came to his like. Yeah. But, but, um, I don't know what's going on over there now, because it's totally, the seemingly the UFO reports are out of the ordinary. Yes, the US government and the British government are probably got, like, secret weapons, drones, Lots of drones that they're giving them, but they're, no, there's still, there's still something more. Which I'm just reading the chat here. Mittens! I've not seen mittens in a long time! There's somebody in the chat called Mittens. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, the excuses that a lot of skeptics are putting out are it's pretty much the same lines that you would have heard during the Second World War when the exact same things were happening. Yep. Weird shit yep. flying in the sky and nobody knows who they belong to. But see, here's the thing, and it's quite... I've been listening to that Phil Mantle. Phil Mantle gave me one of his books, um, an audio form. And it's, there's UFO reports from the, the 19th century, from, from the 1890s, right? A strange craft landing on a field and then taking off like a rocket right I mean in the 18, 1890s there was no aircraft was there there was nothing like that there might have been some balloons right but mm-hmm. I know the Chinese dabbled in fireworks and stuff like that but this is this is going back to like the English countryside in like 1892 or something like that mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting because I was actually watching TikTok the other night there, and the, this guy, when I think he's from the UFO project, you know the one where, who's the guy, the big aerospace engineer, the make is into the UFO stuff. Oh, what's his name? Which Come one? On. It's the one that's, but is it Bigelow? He worked for Bigelow. I think. He worked for Bigelow. Yes. I think he worked for Bigelow. He doesn't anymore. And they were going on about how the the US government had got a hold of materials from an unknown location. And when they asked where did these materials come from, they were like, oh, we cannot tell you. They just came from an unknown location. And this is material like steel. It's as strong as steel, but as light as tissue paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you crumple it up into a ball, right, you set it down, it pop back into shape again with mm-hmm. not a mark on it. And they were going on about how they could actually make, like, parts for aircraft out of this stuff, and it was basically indestructible. Yes, it would break where you joined it together, but as a sheet itself, it would not break. Have you ever heard of that, Dakota, the, the strange things that's going about in the... It's all over the internet now about all that kind of crazy stuff. Well, a lot more attention is being brought to the UFO subject, and yeah. thankfully a lot more people are starting to realize, wait a sec, these, what they're trying to brush all this off on isn't adding up. 
Now, the, you can argue that this is a lot of people who actually don't know how this shit works, trying to sound it funny, but a lot that crap, that material, if I'm not mistaken, actually is said to have come from the crap that went down at Roswell. Yeah, that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a few years before, the Germans had something very similar crash in the Black Forest. Yep. And a lot of people don't know this, but where the Roswell crash was, I think it was in the 18... Was it 1886? I think it was. 1886, there was like a UFO reported crash that came down in a light, and they went out to the scene and there was wreckage everywhere, and it all disappeared. I think for a long time, our governments of the world have known about these things, and they've been trying to cover them up for a long time, even before they had flight themselves. And I'm going back maybe three, four hundred years. Do you know that? And they've just been covering it up because they don't want... Can you imagine... Let's go into the kind of religious view here. Can you imagine... To us, that believe in UFOs and aliens and stuff, it's not going to really do us any harm if we wake up one morning and say, oh, look, they're here, they're real, right? But to the real religious people that believe that the earth was created in the Bible, right? Or that I think it will do them damage. I think for... Oh my god. That is a genuine it's, fear. Yeah. Yeah. That be, is a genuine fear. Wrong. It's not that necessarily the book is wrong. It's just that, for lack of a better word here, it's the religious addiction. Yeah. The second you go to start discussing, and it's why anything religious based always comes up with some sort of fear. You know, there's been people that try to say, oh, you shouldn't talk about this. You shouldn't talk about this. You know what? Shut the fuck up. It's not until you stop worrying about how you're going to offend and actually come into this trying to understand what's going on instead of just assuming that you yeah. think you know everything. Because one thing I would always say, and it's something I would use oh, to piss I... off an ex-girlfriend, if you think you go in the world but... saying you think you know everything, you're ignorant as fuck. No, I mean, I, I'll admit that I've had the religious types messaging me. I've had the messages on here. Oh, you're 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 going to burn in hell because you believe in demons that come from spaceships. The, the, the spaceships, the aliens, they're no aliens. They're demons right. for the underworld, and they're coming to get you and all that kind of stuff. S- send your cell to Jesus and stuff right. like that. I mean, honestly. Okay, first off, all right. Religious types. I'm just going to say this. Actually, sit the fuck down and read your goddamn Bible. Because if you actually paid attention and read through everything instead of what the pastors twisted in their sermons, and this has been happening for centuries, I'm saying it. I'm fucking saying it. The Bible itself preaches against assholes who follow the church, who don't actually pay attention. And in this instance, I believe it's in Deuteronomy. That everybody who follows the church, because it's been spilled so full of lies, you're the one that's got something big coming for you. And if you actually follow old scriptures that have been uncovered, say like Dead Sea Scrolls, Jesus talked about starseeds. Yeah. He was himself one. He knew that in situations like we're in now, we're coming. I mean, 
it's like it's it's like in the Bible goes. It's, and I'm not ta- I'm not taking this out in the Bible or anything like that. But it's like when Jesus was born, there was the North Star shining, right? And then the three angels appeared before these men, the three kings, right? Mm. What was if the three angels were the three angels? What was if there were extraterrestrials that appeared before them in their ships? And they, because they didn't know what technology was, they just presumed that they were angels. You know, our friend of ours, Elena Denon, she actually just put out a book not too long ago. Yes. It's called uh, Cedars, The Coming mm-hmm. of the Old Gods, some along those lines. Honestly, be prepared. It is her biggest book yet. Yeah. It's like I'm only about a quarter of the way through it. She identifies even more. Last time she was on the show, she mentioned that she was identifying even more species that she hadn't before. Yeah, I'm waiting. There I'm are waiting winged to... humanoids. That's right. There is. I mean, I'm wait. I could get the audio version of the new, the or the Kindle version of the new, but I'm waiting for the paperback to come out. Oh, and uh, paperback out. I know what on Amazon Prime. It's out. It's not in Prime the new because I tried it. Which is kind of weird when you think about it because she lives in Ireland. Yeah. You know, she even mentioned that everybody else is getting her book except her. <laughs> I know. Do you know get a signed copy? Oh, yeah. that, would be so, that would be awesome. Yeah. Of course, she did get a book sent to you. Ah, I guess. Where is it? You Show it to everybody. Getting it out right now. Hold on. Taking his time here. No, I'm gra- trying to grab it with my foot. Mm. Yeah, uh, Craig Campbell Basso, he's going to be on uh, 15th to help promote his new book. You can pre-order it now to get it by October 1st, but because he, you know, he likes us and... Uh, Wanted yeah. to promote it. He was nice enough to help send me a free copy. Did he sign it? No. Ah. Come on, Craig. Can you send me one, Craig, if you're watching this and uh, sign it for me? You know, you know, speaking of which, we should turn that into a brand new segment of the show where you know, yeah. if they're out of the UK, they send books to you. If they're in the yeah. US, they send it to me. Well, you just review it for them, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I, but it started happening now. I mean, I've had a couple sent to me, which I've started to listen to. I like the audiobook versions, but when it comes to Elena's book, I like the paperback versions. Of it. And yeah, it's something... I wish I had her fucking skill when it came to artwork, man. Uh, well, you never know. So, what have we got lined up for next week? Why don't we tell ladies and gentlemen that we will not be here on Friday, Saturday or Sunday? Well, Jerry's taking time off due to personal reasons and Mm-hmm. And to which I will, will just say this: I know she asked not us to not really go into detail, but our hearts do go out to you, Sherry. You know, mm-hmm. Like we said, we understand. We've been there. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, we're taking a brief break from the show so we can get all of the very exciting projects up and running we have for October to help celebrate our one-year anniversary. Wow. I would just like to say something to know. I know I know I'm interrupting, but I, I went while there because no, I don't know if anybody in the chat can see it, but we've got 634 people watching 
all over the different networks. So we've got Facebook, we've got YouTube, we've what, got Twitch. What, we've like got I said, <coughs> now let's be realistic here, Chris. Let's be real. Yeah. We have DLive, we have Trovo, which the statistics don't come through. And so if you're watching us through there and you think we're ignoring you, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but we're, we're, we try not to, we try to get to everybody as much as we can. But Twitter it streams us out to there, going basically through, going through the back door of a feature that Twitter allegedly took down. So it doesn't give us the numbers there. Because of how far spread out it is and how it all works, it's hard to tell. But nevertheless, I'm shocked we got this far. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. But when you go, oh, keep keep telling us what you're telling us about next week before I rudely interrupted you. But when you go. No, no, I pretty much got to it. It's just that we're trying to get rid, basically take some time because we've been pounding out, pounding this out constantly because unfortunately that's what it takes in order to go on for social media at least minimum twice a week, if not every day. You got to put something out in order to keep going. I was about to say, thank God that number dropped because we were about four away from getting real concerned. <laughs> but but let's let's tell everybody who's what shows are planned for not this week coming, but the week after. What we uh, planned? Well, because we're actually live on the Monday, aren't we? With Christine Gomez. Yes, our dear friend Christine Gomez is going to be coming on live with us for a special episode because she has actually offered her help and clips from her shows to put together for the documentary we're going to get going. Towards the end of that episode, we're going to have a special premiere of a new trailer that will hopefully appeal to some of my Hollywood connections a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Uh, William Shatner's in that bunch. And it, God damn it, I would love to get Captain Kirk on a UFO mo- oh, show. Oh, Jesus, I'd come <laughs> on. My dad, they weren't here with my Star Trek uniform on. Scotty. Oh, we already know why you want that nickname to come out there. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, she's an educated woman. And, you know, I, I, you know, I can back you on that one. Go for that one. I, I didn't who's realize the, she was as old the, as she was. But ask who the special guest is, everybody, that we have got planned. Uh, Christopher good. and I will be entering a special secret meeting. But none other than David Icke. And you'll be able yes. to see that episode coming on October 16th, just in time for our one year anniversary. Nice. No, we didn't do that on purpose. That happened. That was just a happy little accident, as Bob Ross would say. Yeah. Yeah. But we've also got loads of amazing people in October. I mean, we've got Lisa Fry and our friend Pet Medium coming back on. No, yeah, I've actually I quite definitely few. use her advice because like, some of my cats are being fucking assholes right now. I do you think you are kind of like the crazy cat guy? Because you've got that many cats. At least three of them are my mother. Only one of them's mine. I mean, you've got woods. I mean, cats. There's only four. This time next year, you're going to only lose four. your cats. I'm dude, telling you, dude. they multiply. They're like, that's that's. Well, the, the boy the boy cats are fixed, and we're trying to get the girls in, but unfortunately, no vets are taking new patients right now. 
Well, seriously, you know, they're recommending I'd have to drive like two hours away in order to get the girls fixed. No, no, no. So, what else is happening in the in the documentary frontier? Because we had quite a lot of people interested in. Uh, oh my god! Two hundred fifty auditions just for the pitch trailer. Two hundred fifty just for a pitch trailer that would only be maybe a few minutes long. Everybody only had like one, maybe three lines to read. That's it. Yeah. Just because I said it was a pitch trailer, it was going to go live. It everybody who got picked would be listed on the IMDb page for that episode. So it'll help get their name out there. That's why I said we need to go with backstage for further casting projects because they pull through. They pull through. They're, in fact, they're one of the biggest casting companies out there. A lot of people got their start. A lot a lot of big ones like uh, Sandra Bullock, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson. They all got their start through that very company. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. One day, Dakota will be a famous movie star or documentary guy, you know, and I'll be stuck here. We get, we get fucking Captain Kirk. That would be awesome. Well, Captain Kirk, I bet he's getting older and older. The time... It, it, We'll get him on, we'll have to wheel him in the wheelchair or something like that, because he'll be 120. I, the man gets around pretty good for his age, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, you forget, I've actually got a movie with him in the progress right now. That's right. I mean, just in case the ladies in the chat, the other ladies in the chat, would you like to see Captain Kirk on the show? I've been working on it, trust mm-hmm. me. I've been working on it. It's just getting that man's schedule freed up. No, there's a few. I know. There's yeah. a few people that we, you know that are on both Chris and I's wish list for guests that said they'd be willing to come up. It's just that they don't have any fucking time. I was. I mean, I was quite happy when I got to meet Dave Schrader. That was that was that was more than enough. I knew I'm friends with him. I talked to him quite a lot. And I was literally know, dancing in the fucking supermarket I work at when I found out we got Barry. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amazing guests that are going to be coming on this show, and especially the Christmas show we've got planned. I mean, we've got um, the who's on that night? Me, you, um, Lex Paranormal, Brian for Honophobia, uh, we've got Lisa Fry, and then for the big one, for the big one, we've got Dave Schrader. What is it? A uh, couple things. First off, I'm I'm just kind of eyeballing the chat. First off, Andrina. You got to remember, okay, in my defense, certain things are spelled differently between the U.S. and the U.K. For some reason, we like to swap A's and E's. So, last minute, you know, Miller, spelled, you know, like M-I-L-L-E-R, that's common American spelling. So, that, that that's what happened there, okay? It's been fixed. It still shows some of the mess-ups, but that's just unfortunate nature of the beast. That's... That's on Amazon's side. That's in my defense. Secondly, I mentioned this before we went live. I found it kind of funny. I was going through on Twitter, you know, doing my usual. Mm. That Everybody that Lex was calling out is fake yesterday. If you go to follow Brian on Huntophobia, <laughs> that's who gets recommended. Well, it's like, is Twitter yeah. trying to insinuate something here? 
<laughs> don't worry, Brian. Don't worry. He's, pr- he's probably sitting. He's probably sitting in the chat. The news, like, where's my voodoo doll? <laughs> oh, he's. Like, I was like, he should be doing through the lens with Lex right now. I think he is. I. I think he is. Yeah, I was in there before we came live, and I think he was talking about him wearing his tights again in the Sherwood Forest. Oh, oh God. You know? I don't know. Finding yeah. out that man used to be a hairdresser all of a sudden makes sense. I know. Brian, <laughs> the hauntophobia, ladies and gentlemen, I kind of get with us, was a hairstylist. Well, haven't you ever noticed that a lot of the uh, famous you know, male hairstylists, the ones that are uh, often considered the best in the field, are fucking bald? I have noticed that. <laughs> I have noticed that. I'd just like to welcome into the room Ken Allen there. Welcome, my friend. Um, but honestly, what is it? What is it with people in the paranormal? And I've noticed this. I don't know if anybody else has. Anybody that does the UFO work or ghost hunting stuff, ninety percent of them are bald. Well, is it hair falling of, out is a symptom of radiation exposure. Aye, but, but what's it? Right, say, say you don't get the UFOs. It's just uh, ghost stuff you do. Well, oh god, this this reminds me of a TikTok I saw from Aaron from Ghost Adventures. He's he on there. He had, well, no, just listen to this. And I thought it was thought it was funny because I got to thinking about it right around the time I started in this ghost hunting before. You know, cryptids and UFOs got as serious as they've been getting lately. Right around the time I started ghost hunting was around the same time I was starting to go bald. And Aaron, girl, Goodwin's girl, he he's like, you know, I want, I now know why, you know, your hair doesn't grow back. And he was like, why? He's like, because you've been ghost hunting for all these years, your hair got scared off. I was like, fucking Then I got to thinking about it. I'm going on about 12 years. I started investigating when I was about 14. I was always overgrown, so nobody knew until a radio local radio DJ outed me that I was still in school. But right about that time was when I started having to shave my head because I was going gray at 14. Yeah. Cue the violence. Can I, can I have just sort of thought, can I post my link in the chat for, let me think, Ladies and gentlemen, I have a new ghost hunting team channel. I just realised about that. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you've been pestering me about getting a fucking logo design and finally did it. So you shut the fuck up. I'm just kidding. Terrible. It's terrible. This is is what my co-host is like, ladies and gentlemen. (sighs) Could you all give that a subscribe, guys? You know, it's the new channel. Actually, actually, I will say this. (laughs) Well, we were thinking about... Doing a Ghost Squad Scotland takeover for one of this next coming weekend, right? Yes. Like you premiered that on the channel, so that way you can mm-hmm. get a little bit more people. But then again, you're already on the TV network, so that's right. Well, I'm on the TV network anyway, and oh, there will be a lot more videos coming, guys. Yes, there's videos on it now. The one that I did today was quite an interesting video because it was at a place called Golden Buck. And me and my my friend Alan, we get absolutely soaked in the heavy rain. 
but it's a, a very interesting and if you like the, the the sticker guys if you like the sticker that was Dakota that made that so go. never did answer me are you wanting merch in the store yes I did I sent you a message see I need to check you your did? messages hi 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 well, it's hard to check your messages without having to listen to your... I'm just kidding. That's terrible. See, see, ladies and gentlemen, these young people nowadays, young people. And you've got to remember, it'll soon be the clocks will be going back again. I think it's next... Is it next month, guys? In the oh, year, the God. Oh, I hate when that happens. You know? Uh, you know, yes, everything... With the, all, all major clocks being digital and connected to the internet, and a lot of them... Yeah. Had the setting already in there. Oh God! Uh, the reason for the frustration is because anytime we try to schedule something for the show, and daylight saving k- kicks in, being that there's like a two week difference between the U.S. and the U.K., I just looked it up. Ours, you know, it goes back on uh, November sixth. Thank God mm-hmm. it's actually going away here soon. There's always a two-week period where we're all everybody's thrown off because nobody remembers fucking daylight savings between the two countries. I have got a question for you, Dakota. What are we doing for Halloween? Huh. We, you know, we haven't really done much thought of that. I was thinking about getting a Trump wig. I was actually going to buy one of them, too. We could one be of... twins. Trumps, you know. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Would you dress up as Trump? I was just going to get a Trump wig, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, what else is happening in the world anyway? What what strange and unusual things are happening right now? It's kind of hard to keep track. I know. I mean... The world's going to madness. Yeah. If you think the world's gone crazy before. <laughs> Guess what? The world is going crazy. I mean, we're on the brink of World War Three. Yeah, I mean, we're on the brink of everything else. But hopefully, it will happen. I don't know know if you notice this, Chris, but haven't you ever noticed that any time there's like global events going on, where obviously there's going to be a lot of chaos, yeah, all of a sudden it seems like there's some sort of disturbance in the force. Mm-hmm. That causes all sorts of weird shit to happen in everybody's personal mm-hmm. lives too. About the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like I, 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 just, I just found out one of my sisters just got diagnosed with fucking E. coli. So. Oh good god! How do you get uh, E. coli? How do you actually get that? Under eating undercooked meats, uh, <laughs> you can get it through uh, water exposure. So and uh, people she's been staying with, there have been some pipeline work going on, and they always fuck it up and have to put out, you know, oil mm. orders anytime they do that. But little yes. shit get, is getting all concerned because her father was recently diagnosed with, uh, let's see, what was it, stage four kidney disease, oh, she was, and we had to sit her down. It's like, you do realize. Whatever you're doing right now will fuck up your kidneys too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd just like yeah. to say to Sherry, that's a good idea. You could make two resin skulls and give away. Guys, could you actually check out Sherry's shop where she does um, resin uh, stuff? I think you'd really like it. 
Sherry, drop your link. Um, and there. She's giving away head. She's giving away head! <laughs> Don't get her started. You came going to have she's going to put a hex on you or something like that. You've got to wake up and there's got to be this giant creature above you, you know, coming like, for you. You're going to get me in trouble with my man. It's like, your man doesn't exactly seem very tough. <laughs> oh, you better look. <laughs> That's a shitty. That's that. But it's, it's. I mean, I just don't know. I, do, I don't honestly don't know what's going to happen with the world, the way things are happening right now, you know? But yeah, and, you have know, you seen... What do you, you know, what you think is, that is even crazier, you know, like some Brian, they were talking about social media outlets acting all crazy the last few days. You know, Lena's book, and I've noticed the patterns too, some of that may actually be ET influence. Yeah. That's how crazy this shit's been getting. Is that we can't even rule out aliens' involvement. No, I've just got a thing Uh-oh. popped up on my Threads, computer. Threads my the jars. I've got something popped up on my computer for me to up, update it, but they can, they can stay like that. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean? yeah. It's a new Windows too. update or something, you know? Um, oh, but, probably. Oh, I know. I know. It's only 10, like, three days to download. Yeah, Mr. Fiber Optic Connection. It started off at like 100 meg per second, and then it went to like 80 meg per second, and then it went to like 40 meg per second, and now it's only like 36. <laughs> you know? Too much porn, but, man. Too much porn. Well, well, but that's what you've been doing. See some of the messages that I get for Dakota. Sometimes he wakes up through the night and messages the wrong person. That only happened once. <laughs> so, guys, in the chat, would you like to ask? I'm going to I'm going to give the chat an opportunity here. Which guys in the chat, would you like to ask Dakota any question whatsoever? Oh, answer? dear lord! Here's your ch- here's your chance, here, guys. What's that? PSW? What's that? PIW? Spiritual uh, share, I, you know, I'm just gonna say this. Share is basically saying, "Don't worry. You know, it, it's teasing's all out of love. That's ba- and that's what it is. Yeah. For those the newbies that may get freaking out, but if you follow the show for a while, we live up to the name Bald and Bonkers. That's all we gotta say. So here's your opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. You can ask any question you want within reason. Did they quote Andy answer it? You know? You don't know, there might be some beautiful women out there, any any women in your 90s looking for a young man, single, you know, we could get you married off. I could, I could use a sugar mama right about now. Aye, there you go. There you go. See, see this is the thing, you know? Yeah. No, I'm preferably not trying to date anybody older than my own mother. That would just be weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But here's here's a question for you. While people think of questions in the chat, what do you think of Elon Musk's new robot? <laughs> you know, I get his concept behind it. Yeah. And, and speaking from a techno perspective, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But... This is also the same man who's highly warning that we better be careful when it comes to our That's AI. That's what I can't get. 
that's what I can't get, right? He, he goes on to YouTube stations and podcasts all over the world and that, and he says, oh, don't dabble in the, you don't dabble in the, the, the artificial intelligence, don't do that, don't go near that. And then the next man is making it and selling it. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll just put that keyword there. He, well, you got to remember, ladies and gents, he, uh, Elon Musk is on the spectrum. He is, if I remember correctly, he does actually have an Asperger's yeah. diagnosis, which yeah. actually fucking explains a lot. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for uh, anybody who tries to say that autism is such a disability. Why is it that every single genius that has ever lived and mm-hmm. to this day has at least been speculated of having some form of autism in their lifetime? I will say yes, that right now. Think about it. Now, with Elon, allegedly he has ET help. So maybe he's got it figured out to where his AI programs, whatever they got going on, they'll have the patience to not get fed up with asshole humans. Because if you look Mm, at just like AI, I mean... Honestly, if you look at a lot of the reports coming out about how people are treating just these AI chatbots you can get on your phone, we honestly have an ass whooping coming. I mean, there's been people that, you know, since uh, Chris is blowing right now, there's been people apparently making a game out of sending abusive messages to these AI bots just to see what kind of reactions they would get. That's yeah. setting up some very dangerous precedents. Now, don't get me wrong. Elon is a nice guy. Horny as fuck. <laughs> How many kids does that man have now? I think he's, has he not got five or six? Has he not got five or six kids? Uh, he's got into double digits. For the number of kids he's got. At least he's got the fucking money for it. Aye, but what's he, what's he worth? Like 500 trillion or something stupid like that? Something 600 trillion? I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. I don't think anybody's officially gotten into the trillion mark. I there is something. There is a few in the trillions. There is, I think Bill Gates is, was in the trillions. Not quite. Maybe if you adjust it for inflation today, but mm. and Elon Musk current net worth is two hundred thirteen point nine billion. If you're talking about much, trillions, man. that's uh, you're talking wealthiest families, <laughs> and chances are they're in Saudi Arabia right now. Well, just think about it in this. He, he'll be able to afford the electricity this year in the UK. <laughs> you know? You know? But 200 and something trillion, can you imagine what would happen if we take everybody out of that chat and gave them £1 million pounds each? Can you imagine? A lot. It would be it'd chaos. It'd be an experiment. It would not have been an it experiment. Would be, it would be chaos. <laughs> How? I think it'd be awesome to see how, how they cope with that. To, uh, to put it, Steve Harvey, there's a video floating around of him that says it best. You know, he makes a comment about how uh, people say money changes people. No, oh, it yeah. don't. No, it don't. Mm. Money makes it to where you're able to do whatever you always wanted to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was watching. Yeah, I was watching 
Do you ever watch that guy? He's on YouTube and he's also, I can't mind his name, he, he buys ridiculous things. He goes into like a store and he'll buy the entire Logan store. Logan Paul? No. Beat Logan Paul, Mr. Mr. It's Mr. Oh, so I can't mind what that he went into a restaurant, it was the most expensive restaurant in the world. A pizza. How much for a pizza? A few thousand, if I remember correctly. $70,000. And the guy came out for the cheese. Pizza, that'd be fucking aye, good. Aye. Just wait to hear this. And they opened four tins of beluga caviar. Each tin was $16,000 or something. And spread it all over the top of it. I think that's a bit excessive. I mean, then they get the steaks and they cover them in gold plate. Ken, how you get the gold leaf? I didn't know this. I didn't know you could ingest gold leaf, but there you go. I learned something the other day. They cover it in gold gold leaf and then eat that. Mm-hmm. And, <sighs> and, and the weird thing is, I always find it funny because, you know, they say they're. <clears throat> These ancient tribes, it's, like, say, it's associated with, like, El Dorado, that mm-hmm. ancient tribes believed that gold had medicinal properties and they would physically eat the stuff to try to clear their yes. body of any illness that they may have well, had. that was the I ad- find it kind of funny. But they also, you also got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is not just some synthetic shiny glitter that they're putting on. It's real gold. Yeah. But you've got to remember, if you believe the ancient texts about the Anunnaki, how they got the humans to mine the gold and they take it back to their, their home world and spread it in their atmosphere to keep them young. There is... There's certain properties about the gold that actually help stabilize the atmosphere. There you go. It, I mean, they're doing it here, they're but they're not using gold, they're using aluminum and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that might cause some problems down there, Lord. Oh, yeah. But yeah. aluminum can do it, but there is also there is also the issue of the physical side effects that come with it being yeah. in the air. The, yeah. And it's already been found that plastics and traces of aluminum have been found in the human bloodstream. It's not just that. And the bloodstream because, and fish that have come out with the Mariana Trench have been cut open. And inside them is microplastics. And then the humans are eating that and then it's going into your blood. Plastic, if you if you drink as, uh, I'm just saying this, if you use a plastic bottle to drink out of you all the time, it can give you cancer. If it's no, is it, is it's meant to be a t- special type of plastic, it doesn't do it. But it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how the world's going to cope in the next 10 years because the, the plastic in the sea is ridiculous. You know, you find, I find it funny because there's quite a few people that have made a point. If you have an invent, you want to know what they say one of the quickest ways to get your, a target painted on your back is? What? Invent something that will help the world? Exactly. Yeah. So like, there is. I was call? about, no, I'm just going to give an example, and this happened. This This is a true story. Someone, when I was about nine, ten years old, there was an article that came out that somebody discovered a form of bacteria that completely reverses tooth That's, decay. Nah, they were just put it in your mouth once, you never have to worry about brushing your teeth again, basically. Where's that? 
Well, it's gone because the the companies that make the toothpaste wouldn't be very happy because then they wouldn't be selling the toothpaste. It's like I was going to say about the plastic. There was a university that invented a bacteria that eats plastic. Did you uh, see that? There was a plastic. It was naturally formed. Yeah. It was, it, that was a completely natural thing. They may have modified it to where it could eat a lot more. Yeah. They did but that. But they also... Not. Yeah, where's that? I mean, just think about it. They were, they were trying to put all these uh, microbots into the human body, which in concept wouldn't be necessarily yeah, a bad idea. It's supposed to help like fight cancer, you know, do surgeries from within without having to physically cut somebody open. Yeah. You know, a lot of benefits could, could, keyword, come from stuff like that. Yeah. And instead of why not make it to where you can do, find a way to make it to where the body doesn't reject those and tend it to the bloodstream to clear out potential heart clogs. Look, look at all the people that have disappeared or died strangely. It's invented stuff. Look at the man that invented the car that could run in water. Unfortunately, and there's people, a bit of an update to that story. Is there? Because I, I know how it's, it's people will blow up run a car in water. It's put electric current through and it makes hydrogen. That's how you get. Oh, yeah. When you go. There was a gentleman on TikTok that was showing tutorials on how to build it. And all he had were like a couple old soda bottles, water, yeah. some salts. Basically, the hydrogen, what it would do, it would actually make the car run a lot cleaner. His mileage would go up. Everything would just run a lot cleaner. The person that originally came up with that design, he got poisoned. He had people following yeah. him about. Ironically, one of the mass shootings... There, were, there was a gentleman on TikTok who was showing that tutorial. One of the mass shootings that took place in New York. He was there. Yeah. It, I, I find it funny that you just... I just felt the stillness happen in the air. Hit the air as soon as I said that. It's <laughs> not just that. that. It's, it's not just that. It's like the guy that invented the levitation device with the liquid mercury. He just disappeared one day. Poof. Well, he just Never to be seen again. And when he tried to take in the patent, tried to apply for the patent because this is something, you know, that we, you know, a little side note, we should go do an episode one day where we look up weird patents all around the world. Hey, focus, focus, damn you. Thank you. <laughs> we look up weird patents for like all these spaceships and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we talk about it because not a lot of people realize this about the patent process. You have to have a working model. Yes. So when he went in to take that power generator to get a patent on it, the the thing that they told him was that, oh, you can't have it levitating. (laughs) Make it to where it doesn't levitate. We can get you the patent. Why? Yeah. And they also say they have patents for psychic energy blocking technologies. Oh, yeah. They've got, look, they've got patents for women out of the lactic spaceships. Mm-hmm. And once again, 
You have to have a working model in order for it to work, in order to get that patent. So unless there's some real shady under-the-table stuff that happens to make those happen, which is outside the realm of the possibility... Well, let's look at let's look at the the fact here, right? With the guy with the hydrogen cars, it was probably the oil companies that came after him, right? Yeah. The levitation device was probably the government because it would have put helicopters and other things out. Eh? Well, the, partially the levitation devices because we already had craft that operate that, mm-hmm. isn't it? But yes, and ladies and gentlemen, it's not just like some shady scumbags from one-off, one-off uh, companies that nobody would ever heard of doing this. Yeah. eBay was busted, sending people out to harass people that were trying to sell. Death yeah. threats, breaking into houses, physically yeah. assaulting people. It's, right. it's like people that it's like people that build free energy devices. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll put a video out, they'll start doing it after it'll be fine and then strangely the video will get took down and the channel gets shut down and you wonder why and then they'll get oh, why the police came to my door and they say I'm doing this and that and they're me for this and they're me for that See, it's, can you imagine what the world would be like if everybody was allowed to create what they wanted worst case scenario if once again, it'd be chaos because there's a lot of people who do not need to have any of this technology in their oh, hands. Yeah. Most of them are, are government officials. Here's an interesting thing. Whatever happened to that kid? Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the kid for Russia that said he was born in Mars. I'm talking about the other kid that drew hieroglyphs all around his room, remember? And he said he was in contact with an alien race and then he just disappeared. Never to be seen again. Yes, and he just disappeared. Yeah, he just disappeared, and nobody knows where where he went. To this day, nobody's ever nobody has. Another episode waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I should really look into that too to see if any of his stuff matches what I've been drawing. Well, yeah, I think the video is online. Actually, the video is online. The the CIA will be running about the new right. Delete that. Delete that. CIA are some shady motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Nearly yeah. every major legitimate conspiracy, drug runs, sex trafficking, child trafficking, yeah. all that, if you do enough digging, bounces back yeah. to the CIA. See, Why do you think Kennedy it. was trying to get, take him down? Don't shoot me! I think we need to do a show on the Kennedy assassination because there's more to the Kennedy assassination than people realize. Marilyn Monroe, she knew something, and then mysteriously she was found dead. <laughs> I think I think he tell her those aliens were real, and then she was going to tell the world, and then she Both was found dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I gotta say, there was the, that love triangle. There are files on Marilyn Monroe because she did that, and it, there, the whole paper trail that they were watching her close. Is publicly available now, but like you said, and like I said last couple times, we brought this topic up. Pillow talk does a lot. Oh yeah. Just think about it, Kennedy boys. 
They ain't exactly going to be having blood run into the head on their shoulders. I, it's quite interesting because Kennedy actually wrote a speech to talk about extraterrestrials visiting the Earth. And a week before that, was it two weeks before or was it a week before it was assassinated? Within the week. Within the, the week. I would have to dig that up, but I was the one that found those speech notes. There you go. And he, you got to remember, leading up to his assassination, he was also talking about shadow governments, yeah. people ruling the rulers. Yep. Now, allegedly, word is to the grapevine that the rulers of the rulers are officially kicked out. And now... Their underlings, not knowing what to do without the big man around, ordering them around, doing them what they want. You froze there, Dakota. That's the CIA telling me fiddle with a stop it, you damn CIA scum. Every fucking time. I know. But basically, like I said, Kennedy was talking about, and a lot of the ones that are supposed to be in charge of these darker powers are allegedly kicked out. Now the younger ones are scrambling. They don't know what to do. Yeah. And was, they're supposed to be handing over the keys to the good guys here very soon. It was quite interesting what you were saying there. A lot of the world leaders have been dying off. Very true. There has been a disturbing pattern lately. Now, granted, what was yeah, it, uh, 2016, where all of a sudden the death rate was skyrocketing out of cra- what, like fucking crazy yeah where it seemed like every other day someone of a high position was all of a sudden passed in a way now granted when yeah. you think about it that would be about the same time baby boomers would start entering their 50s so it was expected that yeah. some sort of jump in death rates was going to occur around that time yeah but with Lately, see, in the weeks before, watch, I'm going to freeze here as I say this. In the couple months before the Queen passed away, if I remember correctly, this is just off the top of my head, so don't quote me exactly. At least 15 global leaders have died. Yes. I know. Some under unusual circumstances. The ex-Russian president. The ex-Russian president. Boris Mm -hmm. Yeltsin. He died. He makes the naked Bigfoot. But you also got to remember that is Russia and uh, they're getting ready to turn guns on their own citizens. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the chaos the new in Iran? Have you seen what's happening in Iran? Because... We're going to see a lot more of those. Yeah. Yeah. It, they think Iran's about to collapse. Russia is about to collapse because the war's just madness. And I'm actually worried. I think Putin is mad enough, and I'm just going to say his name, he's mad enough to do something to use tactical nuclear weapons. Okay, here's the thing. All right. With the situation with Ukraine, there's a point I've been stuck to, and the more that comes out, more it really is proving my point you're freezing every time you were talking about that you started to freeze 
I know, every time, like right on cue. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that in hopes that StreamYard fixes it after everything's been officially published, because that's usually what happens. Yeah. A lot of speculation when Putin initially initiated the invasion of Ukraine was that something was wrong with Putin. He, he's been a long supporter of the Soviet Union. He's a high-ranking high member of KGB. He was dedicated. Dedicated. to pull off, And he's been talking for years about trying to reunite the Soviet Union. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, he pulls off this invasion. Something that was a bucket list push. He had news yes. that his life was about to end. Yeah. Now there's reports coming out that he may actually have some form of dementia and some form mm-hmm. of blood cancer. He's actually, that's why he did it. He's actually meant to have like is it severe kidney disease? Is it, I don't know what stage that would be like stage four kidney disease. Stage four um, no turning back. Yeah, because he's seemingly that's what's it there. Mm-hmm. Now and but, you know. There's something you also have to think of. Elena Denon, I know I refer to her books, but you got to understand, this woman's been helping me prove that I'm not totally insane. Hmm. Stretch that is. There is an ark in the Ukraine hmm. near Kiev. That's, that have, that's supposed to have highly medicinal plants that have been genetically modified by extraterrestrials to be utilized as a gift. There's a known base for a group known as the Intergalactic Confederation. Mm -hmm. It's a group that travels from galaxy to galaxy to try to help out their, each galaxy's own galactic federation in their endeavors. Yeah. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, they're back. And one of the races has a base, bases in Russia Uh and Ukraine. Now, all of a sudden, when you think about it, we got these UFO reports. Now, obviously, they're trying to wipe it off as war tanks, but think about it. If you have a house set up somewhere, you're trying to conduct your own experimentations, knowing that somebody may start kicking down the door one day because they don't like you messing around in their affairs. All of a sudden, you're dropping bombs. Don't you think you're going to be a little tempted to fire back? Yeah. I think... See. Everybody will ask, where is this UFO buried, this ark? And it's buried in the Ukrainian. See, the, the it's, it's got a name, it's a sand. It's all sand for miles. It's, it's Oh, it is, it's massive. It's underneath there. And there's actually ones in Russia where it's just all sand. And it's underneath that. Nothing grows. And they're actually and all the over the world. The facility. Yeah. The radiation they're of the all... facility. There's one within a couple hours' drive from me where... If you were to take a Geiger counter, it would go absolutely off the scale mm-hmm. if you were to visit one of these regions. And you would notice several electromagnetic phenomena, such as rocks seemingly floating in space. Yeah. You may, may even feel physical sickness. There may be burn marks on local wildlife that try to walk through there. Basically, everything that they say Chernobyl's supposed to have right now. Yeah, is what's happening in those regions. Yeah, well, and I would just, I would just like to say, everybody in the chat, welcome, uh, Mike, the naked Bigfoot, and I would just like to say that as a story for another time. 
That's what you might, you know. But as a, as a story for another time, you know, because we've come up to the end of the hour, you know. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about trying to keep it somewhat short for the shrinking attention spans of the world is that you get into these topics, there's so much here. I know. I know. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a fantastic week. And everybody in the podcast side. And remember, check out each other's channels and everybody can grow together, you know. Mm-hmm. Scott, would you like to say anything before we leave, before we go off? Well, like Chris and I were saying, this next weekend we are going to take a little bit of time off. You may see yeah. a bit of a Ghost Squad Scotland takeover one of those days just so we can fill the time. But yeah, we have a lot of interesting topics coming about. We have incredible guests, honestly, ones we never thought would say yes to coming on with us. But, hey, we're grateful. We have UFO experimentations coming out to which anybody who has any sort of psychic inclinations, be careful because this is supposed to go make you go into overload. You may see some stuff coming up because, as I was kind of alluding to before, the old gods are back, so and they're yeah. waiting for an invite to come right in. Yeah. Be sure to check out everybody's channels. We do have Pair Unity TV on the TV network now mm. to help showcase, you know, paranormal investigators. We're offering this completely free. It'll add your videos to the circulation. It runs twenty four seven. All you need for it is a YouTube channel and your embedding turned on. Yeah. Which, Sherry, you may need to uh, go in and update your settings because none of your videos are wanting to work. Mm. Yeah. What's that? Smith Family Paranormal and Thursday with Sherry and I, right? Yep, that's right. Thursday is, uh, is, is Sherry doing the show on Thursday with Smith Paranormal? I guess so. Guess so. Unless yeah. I'm, I must have missed a message or two. Oh, okay. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to thank everybody that's in the chat tonight, the 46 people on YouTube and the, the 329 all over the different networks and locations. So thank you, everybody, for coming to the show tonight. And hopefully next week we'll see you again. Well, not next week, but the, well, the week after it, the Monday. October 3rd, Christina Gomez is coming on. Plus we're going to have yeah. a special trailer for the documentary that yes. – Hopefully, with as many people that jumped on board, we're going to have some serious attention to it. So, yes. yes. So, take care, guys. Be safe and have a great, great week. Catch you later. Much love. Stay safe. See you next time. <laughs>